And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Flashback Friday. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, kids, we are back. I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I hope you all ate all the turkey you could and fell into a nice turkey coma. And now that you've woken up, you're ready to dive into at least three hours, hopefully three hours. That's our goal here, to give you at least three hours of pure audio entertainment for absolutely free right here on flashback friday all right but if you are brand new you just happen to stumble across this show first i want to thank you for pushing play and i hope you find something enjoyable and what we have to come what happens here is each and every week we get together on friday and we pull three podcasts our podcast episodes from our archive, our Jazel Modcast podcast archive. We've been around since uh, November 2012, so we've accumulated over 700 individual podcasts, so we have plenty of shows to offer. Sometimes we have a theme, sometimes we do random pulls. Uh, just so happens today we are doing random pulls. So let's go ahead and find out what our very first show is as we are already approaching the two-minute mark of the show. Um, what we do is we will go, we will pull three episodes. I will tell you the name of the show, the if there's a subtitle, when it's released, and a little synopsis. We'll listen to it, we'll laugh, and then we'll send you on your merry way. Hopefully. Okay, let's see. The first show is Don't Get Us Started, number nine, The Last Supper. Originally released October 9th, 2013, and it says, Continuing your theme in October of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Sadie and Lacey discuss whether a man should get a mammogram. And then they discuss serial killers last meal and end with more about happy people hints. All right, kids. I do not remember this show. Um, it's It's been a long, long time ago. So let's go ahead and push play and enjoy. Don't get it started. Number nine, The Last Supper. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I'm S. City Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And you are listening to... Don't Get Us Started! Before we do, actually, get started, I have to share something with you. Okay. I got We got uh, takeout Chinese from Panda okay. the other day. And Orange I want chicken, yum. Yum, and uh, some kind of spicy beef thing, and pepper chicken. And, oh, it was real good. Anyway... Um, I wanted to read you my fortune because okay. I think it's really cool. It says, share your abundant humor with others. Well, 
So that's why we're here. Yay! Yay, ha ha. Wasn't that hilarious? <laughs> and then, uh, because we are reminding everyone that this is, um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October yes. is, we are spending a little bit of our time in each show talking to you about, uh, breast cancer awareness on account of we both think it's very important. Last week, uh, we stumbled onto a question that we didn't know the answer to, which was, do men have, get mammograms like women do? You know, do the, the tit smashing right. thing. And so I Googled it and here's what I found out. Men need to know that breast cancer is not limited to only women. Well, we knew that. We right. talked about that last week. And then there are some possible signs to uh, watch for. Uh, lump or swelling, that's typical uh, with women as well. Skin dimpling or puckering. Now, remember last week we talked about looking at your breasts and seeing if they uh, become misshapen or change shapen or anything To get to know like your body. That. Well, with a flatter chested woman, or in the case of men, they, they refer to skin dimpling and puckering. Uh, dimpling would be just like, you know, when you have a dimple on your chin. Right. Then all of a sudden you'd have one on your breast. That wasn't chest there before. That wasn't there before. Or it would pucker, which I guess that's sort of self-explanatory. Nipple retraction or turning inward. So I, I don't know, but they're saying that could indicate that Something's going on. Redness or scaling of the nipple or breast skin or discharge from the nipple. Now, it does say, too, sometimes the breast cancer can spread to the lymph nodes, so you should always check around your arms, collarbones, under your arms, um, and so on. Uh, even before um, the breast tumor is, or the a tumor in the breast is large enough to be felt, it's possible to feel uh, lumps or bumps in those areas, too. Uh, and it also says these changes are not always consistent with, with uh, cancer. Uh, a lot of uh, men have breast lumps that uh, they're called gyno... Oh, yeah, sure they are. Gynecomastia. Oh, that's badly pronounced, and I'm sorry. Um, anyway, it's a harmless enlargement of breast tissue. Uh, and they say, too, that if you have any of those other signs, uh, that does not necessarily mean cancer. It can be lots of other things, right. but it is something you would want to have your Checked doctor out. look at. And then it does say that uh, to, to get a really good uh, test of whether or not you might have breast cancer, mammography is often more accurate in men than in women because Why is that? because men don't have dense dense breasts or other common breast changes that women might have that would interfere with the test such as fibrous Okay, tissue. I have a question for you. Okay. I know why women have nipples. It's for breastfeeding our babies. Yeah. Why do men have nipples? Um I'm not is it really just our sure. Genetics? I think it might be that um uh, 
Jesus, I don't really know positively. I'm thinking that it might be like, um, you know, we have a clitoris, right. which is sort of like a miniature penis. Right. So maybe men's nipples are sort of a, a, um, a female, um, what do I want to say? A, like breast, but because they're men, they don't develop. Milk because when they do have sex change surgeries or mm -hmm. whatever, one of the things that I have heard they do, and I've, I've kind of looked into this a little bit, uh, is that they take female hormones. If it's yes. a man going to change to a lady, right. a female, um, and one of the things that the uh, taking of the hormones does is it helps them grow breast yes. tissue. So, um, what I'm, what I'm thinking is it's a sort of a recessive breast, as it were. Like our clitoris is a recessive penis. Right. Sort of. But I'm not positive. Yeah. It's know. just one of those. I don't know. But men do have mammograms. And in fact, when I was, was, I was watching because there's a website connected with this particular, not a website, a link connected with this website, which was actually cancer.org, and it shows a man having a mammogram. Okay. A female technician uh, takes But this his, man would have to be a, a, he a would, chunkier man. He was a little chunkier, and he definitely had what I would say is about a 30 one or two double A breast. Okay. I mean, he had breasts. A flat-chested guy, I still don't know how they do it. Yeah. I really don't. There's but nothing there for them to put up You would to think squash. not. But, I, you know, I, I can remember for years I I've, I've piss and moan every time I get mine done, which I'm getting done this year or this month, by the way, later on in the month. And every time I'm in there, I'm always bitching about, you know, if men had to go through this, they'd, be, they'd find a better way to do it. <laughs> well, in fact, men do have to go through it, and they still haven't found a better way to do right. it. Right. But, and it's probably a hell of a lot more painful for a guy yeah. to go through a mammography than it is a woman, because, you know, if he's we not... We got more to flop up on the table. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't have a breast, I don't know, you know. But I don't want to discourage any men from having mammography if they... Uh, if they think that there's a need or investigating the possible, yeah, investigating the possibility of having one just because it's uncomfortable because however uncomfortable it may be, it is a brief discomfort and far less than what could happen if there was a cancer there. Yeah. So yes, I men do aunt, have mammography. And a grandmother passed away from breast cancer and it's not pretty. No, it is not. Not at all. Uh, they also do uh, breast ultrasound. They do MRIs of the breast. Um, there's so that's probably how the flat chest women get theirs done then. It's probably an MRI. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, and, of course, they do uh, 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 biopsies, just like, again, like with women. And, and there are lots of other tests that can be done. So the whole idea, we don't want to belabor the point, but the whole idea is to encourage men and women to be aware of um, their breasts and and the possibility that there may be developing something in there that you need to have the doctor take a look at. Right. So that's that's it on breast cancer for this podcast. Just be aware of your body. Yeah. Yeah. And and take care.
So other than that, I don't have too much to bring to the table today. We've had a nice day. It's been yeah, it's lovely. Been cool, nice fall weather. Yeah, for I, a change, I'm really ready for hundreds. fall. I know that in another six weeks, I'm going to be pissing at Mona because it's too fucking cold. But right now, I'm relieved it's to happy have happy weather. I'm relieved. Happy, happy. Relieved and looking forward, I guess I am looking forward to the holidays. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because the older you get, the, the more frequently they seem to come. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, Jesus, you can't. When you were a little kid, it's like, is Christmas ever going to come? Now as an adult and in as a mom. August, in August, there was stuff out for Halloween already yeah. in the stores yeah. in fucking August. Yeah. You know. They push it a little bit too harder now. You think? You know, plus, you know, Ernie's already looking at the Halloween candy. But now candy. Halloween right. is almost here, so all that's probably put away, and now it's Christmas stuff. No, well, no, actually, <laughs> the Halloween stuff is still out. I just bought my gourds the other day. You know, I told you, uh -huh. I don't buy uh, pumpkins too much. I buy the, the funkiest-looking weird, right. weird thing I can find. Well, I found these really cute little gourds. They kind of look like... um You've seen Nemo, right? Yeah. Finding Nemo. Okay, well, I don't know if you remember or not, but there's... One of the little kids in Nemo is a little pink octopus, mm -hmm. and she swirls, and, and she talks uh -huh. about how one of her tentacles is a little yes. short, but you can't notice if I swirl like uh -huh. this, you know. Well, I actually found some gourds that look like that. Aww. So I have a couple of those. They're orange, but that, I forgive them. And then, uh, and then I just got this round green one. And then I found this really cute little pumpkin. It's just about the size of a softball, and it's um, stem curls up and and over and kind of makes a little curl like Aww. a like a curl of hair and it's really cute and so the, i have those so sitting on like the microwave a, a little locker curl yeah yeah locker so hair. it's sitting on the microwave i haven't drawn a face on it yet because i'm so bad at drawing <laughs> oh god but i i probably will i'll i'll try to do it with pencil first and uh -huh. then if it looks decent i've seen I'll... on the internet you know the vampire teeth the plastic vampire yeah, teeth yeah they're cutting out the little tiny gourd pumpkins and putting vampire teeth in their mouths. Well, it's so cute. damn cute. That'd be cute. I could get some of those. Yeah, 99 cent store. Yeah. Well, you know, one year I had, when I was still working at the hospital, uh -huh. I, I glommed a uh, little baby cap, uh -huh. you know, the ones that they put on the newborns, mm -hmm. and a binky. And I took, what else did I have? I think I had eyes. No, I didn't have eyes. I don't know. Anyhow, I put the little baby cap on the top of the pumpkin and then cut a hole in the pumpkin Shove a little bit and binky put the in binky there. in there so it was like a little baby. Aww. It was really cute. Did you take a delivery delivery? No. You should have. No, because I took the hat from there. I didn't want to know. <laughs> I didn't want to know I <clears throat> glommed the hat. But in any case, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me for Halloween. Ernie, I was already wanting to buy the candy. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I told him, A, we hardly have anybody come to the house for candy. Well, that's the whole point why he wants and to buy it because he can't have it. So, I well, know. shit, the kids didn't like, come. <laughs> B, you're diabetic. Right. Okay, so why don't we buy candy we don't like? And then we, <laughs> and just a little of it, and we can give it away to whoever comes. And then whoever doesn't come, I'll just bring candy over here and give it to your kids, right? <laughs> My and, kids don't go uh, trick-or-treating. Yeah, well. I have. For obvious reasons. Yes. yes. But. It's one thing my children won't, won't have. There's too many sickos out there. There are a lot, yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't like to, to stock up on, you know, but he always wants to, <laughs> always wants to buy the little one bite, you know. Uh-huh. Which is really two bites. But anyway, he always wants to buy those, 
snack fun size. bar, fun bars, they call them, uh, Snickers and, and, uh, you know, all the chocolatey good ones, you know, and uh-huh. I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's not smart. That's okay. Grab can buy them or bring them over here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Jay likes, he likes Snickers and oh, stuff, yeah. doesn't he? So, so what I do is my kids get a pumpkin, like the kids would carry around for trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we, the plastic one. Yeah. yeah. And mom and dad just put little goodies in it. Yeah. And we can watch movies and yeah. they can just, it's safer than going door to door. This is just me. Mm-hmm. You take your kids, that's you. Mm-hmm. This is me. Um, There's too many sickos out in this there world. There are a lot. We, I would rather buy my candy from the store. And knowing that know some that sicko safe. has not shoved a syringe in there and put some kind of poison or drug in it, it's gonna yeah. harm my kids. There's uh, unfortunately there was a guy lived in our neighborhood uh, several years ago, who um, I can't remember the details, but a kid I think a kid just came like trick or treating. Okay, and this guy, for whatever his reasons were, got upset and. He wound up actually, uh, I think he beat him up or whatever. Anyhow, the and kid, this is in our towns. Yeah, in oh. our in my neighborhood, and oh. kid died. It was really sad. It and is all the little boy was doing trick or treating. Yeah. So you know, anyhow, uh, I'm sorry, that's sad. When when the few kids who do come to our house come, like the little girl across the street right. comes every year. Um, and now she has a baby brother. Right. And he is, um, almost nine months old now. And he's such a, oh, he's such a cutie. I love macking on that kid. He's so much fun. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, they'll come and then we have a new neighbor next door to her and across the street. Okay. And there's like, I don't know, three or four boys okay. that I have seen hanging around that house. I assume at least one of them is theirs, right. if not all of them. So I expect they'll probably come. But there are not that many children that live on our street. Okay. Uh, once in a while, we we have kids come who get dr- driven in. You mm-hmm. know, mom and dad will drive them to a neighborhood that they think is it's a safe, good place right. to go uh, for for candies or whatever, and they'll let them out. And then sometimes they get out and walk with them, and sometimes mm-hmm. not. And it's it varies from right. you know year to year. We never know for sure how many we're going to have, but. I think buying the candy the first week of October is a little It's not going to make it to Halloween. Yeah, it's not. No. Not, and I, I like to get the, uh, what do you call them? Tootsie Pops. Okay. Because I like those. So I buy the, I like to get the mix that has all the icky stuff I don't like uh-huh. and Tootsie Pops. Uh-huh. So I take the Tootsie Pops. Uh-huh. But, and then Ernie shouldn't have candy anyway because he's diabetic. The one time I buy candy early is at Christmas time. Because I like their, their almost like a taffy, but it's mint flavor, and they're chewy. I don't know that candy. It's made by the bee who make candy. Oh, are you talking about bit of honey? No, 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 no. no. And they got a Christmas tree in the middle of its green. Around it's white, then it has white and red stripes. I don't know what they're called, but damn. Oh, saltwater taffy? Kind of like that, but it's a, it's a peppermint flavor. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, oh that's yeah. only, that's only candy I buy early. Yeah, um, Cause yeah. I buy those all month long. Yeah. Um, well, now I'm hungry. <laughs> so. There's fudge on top of the microwave. You want a piece? <laughs> no. No, no. Grandma's being good, girl. We just went to the gym, remember? Yes. Gotta be good. Yeah, but. Yeah, Hubby's going to go get me a chili round burrito. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, 
I don't, I'm making stir fry for dinner. Yum. It's like dinner. <laughs> dinner. Dinner. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Yes. Lacey, so. Lacey told me she downloaded something about yeah, meals. I like. We tried to segue into I'm it not smoothly, a freak. But it didn't I'm not happen. a weirdo, but I guess you can say that I like things I don't know things about. I'm intrigued by solar, serial killers. Um, the motivations. Yes, mean. yes. Not why they them did it particularly. No, I don't want nobody to be hurt. I'm not. No, you're not. But that why? Sick. <laughs> what motivated them? What? What was their last trigger? But on Facebook, I found um, Nancy Grace posted this. It's so serial killers last meals. That is hilarious. And then me. it gives a couple of them in Florida. Didn't just serial killers last meals. They didn't ask anybody else's last meals. No, that's this really is just, weird. Okay, because they're on death row. Yeah, well, a lot of people yeah. are on death row that aren't serial killers. Oh well, yeah, it says but... serial killers last meals. Okay, that's cool. I was just but confused. Death row. Okay. Okay, so if you live in Florida and you're on death row, your food that you ask for cannot cost more than $40 for the ingredients. For your last meal? Yeah. $40. Yeah. Oklahoma, so I guess surf and turf is out, huh? Yeah. No steak and lobster. Oklahoma has a similar rule, but the budget's only set for $15. $15? In <laughs> early September, a convicted killer, Anthony Banks, was served... Three apple pie, no, excuse me, three apple filled bear claws, pastries, two bottles of water for his last meal before he died on lethal injection. That was his request? Yep. He wanted uh, apple filled bear, bear claw, claw I never pastries. Even, you know, I'm a bear claw aficionado, all right? I never had I an apple filled one. I have had bear claws all my life and I have never had an apple filled mm. bear claw. But two bottles of water? I didn't even know they made apple fill. I don't think they do make apple-filled bear claws. I think somebody called mm. it a bear claw. It was probably just a an apple pastry. Yeah, an apple fritter. Yeah, or something. California. Three yes. bear claws and two bottles of water? Yeah. That was his requested last yes. meal. Yes. Dang. Yeah. What would you... Not not to not to no. interrupt your... your your I don't know. I love seafood. What would you? What it would you means request? I live in California. I get fifty dollar budget. So I want bucks. some. Yeah, yeah, I want some steak and lobster. Hell yeah, and a margarita. Yeah, I. I well, I want lots of margaritas. Mm-hmm. I want so many margaritas that I really can't tell if I'm eating the steak or the lobster. Right. I mean, if it's my last meal, I don't think I want to be terribly sober <laughs> for it or anything else thereafter. Yeah, but beans in California, we get fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yep. You can get a lot of margaritas for yeah. fifty bucks. Of course, I'm a cheap drunk. So <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Nowadays, wouldn't really take a whole lot. But yeah, I think I'd go for steak and lo- I like Caesar salad. Uh huh. Love salad of any kind. I'd have to have some salad. Yeah. Um, gotta have some kind of good garlic bread and some French really fries. I love my great French fries. Garlic bread. Yeah, French fries would be good. Um. That'd be just about as good as any. I, you know, the thought of having to actually have a last meal is sort of scary and depressing in a way. Yeah. But anyhow, what? Let's go ahead and go on with and some then, of the other guys and see what they had. Um, Oklahoma. 
15 bucks. Yes. Damn. What about Texas? I know they're, they're Johnny on the spot getting rid of their death row inmates. Um, Texas, where did I see that at? Hang with me, kids. Okay, let's do this one. This one's Pennsylvania. They're only allowed to pick from a menu of available items, so they're not going to go out of your way to feed you, so. <laughs> You can have bread and water, or you can have water and bread. Uh-huh. What do they mean, available items? Available where? So whatever's in their kitchen, in their... In the prison kitchen? Yes. Oh, man. That okay, sucks. this man... And there's no dollar amount given for, for, Pits, for no, Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? No, Pennsylvania. No. Just whatever's available Dude. in their kitchen. Okay, don't go up on first degree in Pennsylvania, okay? Okay, Texas. Yeah, Texas, that's right, okay. How much? This man in Texas, um, H. H. Holmes, was executed on May seventh, eighteen ninety six. Um, he, he had a different menu to choose from in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. He asked for this is a Texans inmate. He asked for his last meal to be. The list goes on. Two. Chicken fried steaks, smothered in gravy, mm-hmm. oh, I with I like sliced onions, yeah. triple bacon cheeseburger, <laughs> a cheese omelet, a large bowl of fried okra. How long did he have to eat? I know, huh? Um, I love fried okra, too. I don't know what this... There's a word missing out of my... It says oh. share over the top of it. It printed out weird. Oh, okay. Something a hump. And then something a what? A something let me, a home. Let me see. But you can't read it. No, below it. The word's been oh. messed up. It's, it's not that I can't read the word. It's hup. been. Okay. Something up. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I got no idea what that is. Okay. Then three fajitas. Three fajitas. fajitas. Wait a minute. A fajita isn't a fajita. Fajitas is a is a dish of of chopped or sliced up meat and vegetables. And vegetables. Wrapped in a tortilla-like thing. Well, if you choose to wrap them, right. I suppose they meant three wraps of yeah. fajitas. Okay. A pizza. A pizza. A pizza. In 18... Oh. This was in 1896. 19... 96. Jesus. Okay. A pint of Bluebell ice cream. Okay. What flavor? Doesn't say. Oh, man. A pound, a pound of barbecue meat. Any particular kind? He didn't nope, say. Didn't say. pork, beef, or hmm. whatever. A slab of peanut butter fudge with <laughs> crushed peanuts and three root beers. Where, where, he was in Texas. Yes. Okay. Guess what? He didn't eat none of it. Really? Yep. He didn't he just eat made any them go it. to all that trouble just because yep. he could. <gasps> um, on oh. the outrage of the letter from the sen- state senate letter, to the TD, TDCJ ended a trial. To who? Yeah, I don't know who the T. Texas Department of something, maybe? Correctional Justice, maybe? Yeah, right there. The, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Criminal Justice, okay. Oh, he wrote a letter to them? Um, on the outrage letter from a state senator. Oh. Um... The traditional practicing allowing criminated inmates to request their final meals is now served the same dinner as everyone else in the prison. 
So he fucked that up for everybody else. Now, your last dinner is what everybody else in the prison is eating. Let me see that for a second, because there's a word there I didn't recognize that you read. Uh, one outrage letter from a state senator later ended the traditional practice of allowing condemned inmates to request their final meals. I don't know what that word was. I don't see it in here now. Maybe it was one you made up. Okay. So anyway, so now nobody can, nobody gets to pick. No. They get what everybody else in the prison's eating. See, I forgot all about chicken fried steak. That's one oh, of my I total faves. My father-in-law has done past, but he I loves make chicken my... Fried. I make it all the time. He loves my yeah, chicken fried steak. Yeah, that'd have to be on my list, too. Well, when you started talking about all those different things, I'm like, how the hell could he eat all that food? Yeah. And it might be that somebody should have said something at the time. Did they actually make oh, all that food? Oh, wait a minute. There was more food that he asked for on this page. Um, Holmes was served a breakfast of boiled eggs, dry toast, and coffee. He was... Uh, maybe David messed up when he printed this for me. Doesn't sound like you got all the pages. No. What about those pages on the table there? No, it's there? the same thing, but oh. the ink was... Okay, well, he had, oh, well. he had breakfast and then he ordered everything in the house and didn't eat it. Yep. Okay. All right. So what about Texas now? Is there anything about Texas now? That was 1896. Is there anything yeah, more contemporary? Yeah, I think it's still the same. I think they just get served the same um, in the, other states. What do you mean the same? Same as what? All the other inmates. They don't get a special one. Oh, menu. they don't get a special one. No. Oh, in other no states where meal. death penalty is still practiced, the last meal tradition remains through, although, remains although there are some limits on to what prisoners will offer. Those restrictions are often referred to price and availability. Yeah. So, okay. And then in Florida, like I said, it's $40, but the ingredients have to be purchased locally. So you can't have a lobster flown in from Maine. Well, <clears throat> you know, in all fairness, I have to say that I'm not so sure that the last meal thing is appropriate anyway, after all. Uh, but this right here says justice you know, is going to be served killers. when the person is executed. But can we not show a softer side? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Did they show a softer no. side when they murdered? When they killed or did whatever so. they did, their victim didn't get to have their last meal. I don't think so. But then I'm sort of a, I'm kind of a vindictive type person when it comes to that sort of thing. I figure if anybody needs to show anybody compassion or whatever, that's what God's there for. In the meantime, mm -hmm. a serial killer who is definitely a serial killer who is brutalized and and whatnot now i show them no mercy nor do i um have any compunction about sending them to their uh death with uh without a special meal that's you know that's sort of the right they gave up when they started being stupid and serial killing if you said you're interested in what motivates serial killers yes what kinds of things have you found out does 
motivate or do motivate serial killers. Have, have you studied that at all, or no? You're just, just curious like with about it. Charles Manson. Um, I have spoke to you about that before. Yeah, well, Charlie's insane, so we have to assume that sanity or the lack of sanity plays a distinct role in some serial killer's actions. Right. Uh, but um, actually, I suppose in a way, it's probably all of them. I'm, you know, There's I'm, something I'm not a clinical psychologist, so I can't say what uh, factors there are that motivate someone to do something like that. Uh, to my way of thinking, it's insane activity. Right. Whether clinically, whether it's considered insanity or not, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, Arlene, I, think it's, I think it's kind of funny to see what the what they would actually request. For. Do you remember the serial killer Arlene? How do you say? Her oh last yeah. Name? Oh yeah. Oh, sure, I do. I watched uh, Warnos. Yeah, yeah. She. They made a movie about her. Yes. Very, uh, Charlize Theron. Huh? Charlize yes. Theron played she her. She played her. Yes. She was awesome. magnificent in that part. She was magnificent <clears throat> in that part. Arlene was offered um, her prison standard barbecue chicken meal on the night of her. Execution. execution. Uh -huh. She turned it away, later asking only for a cup of coffee. Yeah, well, I guess she wanted to stay awake. I don't know. Oh, no. Like I said, if it was me, I think I'd want to be shit-faced, but that's just me. I enjoy being shit-faced now and then anyway, so, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I think I'd want to have a drink or two. Some really nice gin would be good, rather than a margarita. I like margaritas, don't get me wrong. I love them. But I think some really excellent gin would be a lot better. And some great olives. Yeah. Um, I love, um, I love the big green olives with the pits still uh -huh. in them. Love those. Yeah. That'd be good. I could go for that. I could go for that now. I think I'll have a glass of gin when I go. <laughs> a glass of gin? What do you want, honey? I'll have a glass of gin. No, you know. A drink. It's funny because I never really do drink. I, I think of it often. And every time Ernie comes home from work and he pours himself a glass of wine, uh -huh. you know, he'll go, honey, you want a glass of wine? I go, nah, not so much. Yeah. But, you know, it's because I'm on meds. Right. And I'm on meds that, you know, I'm on painkillers on a, you know, regular basis. And you know from your own experience, yes. you're not supposed to do drugs and drugs. Yeah. So I don't. Very often have a I drink. I don't drink, but I've been wanting a glass of wine lately. Last maybe mm. month. I'm not, I'm not so much a wine liker. <laughs> that's badly said. I don't care for wine that much. Ernie likes wine, and that's good for him. So we have we subscribe to the wine of the month club, sort of. Not oh. real, not really. It's uh, through the winery down where our kids live, and. And uh, they send us out every three or four months. They send us out um, three bottles of, and you can pick, you know, do you want to be uh, sent whites, reds, or a combination? Oh. And I think we pick mixed. Okay. You know. And so we never know what they're sending. You right. Know? And, well, actually, they send you an email and they tell you now what they're sending, but they didn't used to. 
and so it was always like a big surprise. Oh, we got some of that. Oh, we got some of that. You know. And they have they have one wine that I especially like, and it's a um, uh, a sparkling wine. Ooh. Um, kind of like pink pink champagne, sorta, kinda okay. in in that of that genre. Uh huh. And Ernie calls it my soda pop because <laughs> I do sort of slug that down like soda pop. But other regular wine, I'm not that crazy about. So, but anyhow, I do like my gin. Yes, I do. But I, I again, I don't drink that much anymore. Right. Used to drink a lot when we were, you know, more sociable. And we'd right. go out with other people and we'd go out to dinner and we'd have drinks and we had parties and we'd drink and all that kind of stuff. But we don't do that anymore, you know. Yeah. We don't know that many people we go out with, and I'm on the meds, and he's on meds, and it's like, yeah, it's a whole yeah. other world when you get old. So, no, we don't, we don't get to do that. But we do at home, on occasion, we will have a drink, right? You know, I, I have, I have a drink now and then. I just, but you're over twenty-one. You're allowed. Well, to. no, I <laughs> well, see, that was also a large part of it too. When I was, when I was working before I retired. Um, I did not go out because I always drive everywhere we go. Right. I have for, for almost all of our lives together, I mm-hmm. have always driven wherever we go. It okay. just sort of turned out that way. Ernie doesn't care about driving and I'm a control freak. So I dri- <laughs> I do the driving. And, uh, as a respiratory therapist, if I were to be cited for a DUI. You done fucked up. I can lose my license to practice yeah. medicine permanently. Yes. Not to mention possibly my driver's license, not to mention pro- license, not to mention possibly killing somebody and in the process time and, and all that other stuff. So I learned many, many years ago not to drink very often because most of the time I was driving. I was the DD. Yep. However, if it was a situation where I knew that I was going to be tempted beyond my endurance, then Ernie became the DD. Right. You know, because he didn't really care that much, and I would care, you know, be like a party. I want to have some fun at the party tonight. This is, again, before I was on meds. Right. Before the knee surgery and the fibromyalgia set in and all that other horse shit that I take meds for. Um. So, yeah, I had, I would go to a party, and then Ernie would do the driving and or if we would go like out to dinner uh-huh. and once in a blue moon i'd have a larger margarita than uh-huh. normal you know and i and he'd have just a beer right you know and then we'd eat right. so you know he with one beer and a meal on him he was okay to drive and when you're sitting there with friends it's with more talking than eating lots of margaritas not so much so then mm-hmm. he would be the dd and he would get us home safe and sound but other than that um yeah i don't anymore don't do so much yeah. drinking i don't want to be a statistic and i certainly don't want to take anybody out um because of my stupidity and no. and getting behind the wheel uh inebriated or even slightly inebriated you know it doesn't take much like i said i'm a cheap drunk it doesn't take much for me to get to the point where i'm so relaxed that i'm not paying proper attention right to anything, and if I'm so in a car driving, to drink at then home when you have yeah, one. 
Exactly. So if I'm not if I'm not in a car driving, then I can have some fun. But if I'm if I'm going to be driving, no, I'll stay sober. Thanks. Yeah. And, and happy, it's not worth it. Happy to do so. And then there's the other thing too. There's the morning after. Yeah. You know, oh, Jesus, I hated headaches and stuff. And I'll tell you, I have spent more time on my knees next to the porcelain god than I care to imagine. Waking up with a room spinning. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's oh, I hated fun. that. Yeah. So I'm sort of glad in a way that I've kind of outgrown that uh, that part of my life. Dave I'm, and I got over drinking our system before we had kids, so. I'm very happy mm. with uh, with not not imbibing all that often. I know it probably sounds really boring to everybody that's listening. They're going, "Oh, for yeah. God's sakes, have a glass!" But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just the way, just the way it is. So I don't, uh, I don't think anybody else should not drink. No, but you I, shouldn't drink and drive. And, I have big know, problems with that. I don't think that. anybody should drink and drive. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't think anybody should drink and do anything mechanical. <laughs> no, because that's when you lose arms and legs and limbs. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's not. It's not like a, a religious objection or anything. I'm just, you know, I'm not able to drink that much anymore. That's yeah. all there is to it. Me neither. And I, God knows, I don't want to drink enough to fall down and break a hip or some shit. <laughs> that would suck. God, damn, that'd be really irritating as hell. No. So let's see. What else do we know that about anything? Is that is that all we had for last meals? Yeah, there was just. I told David things. that he should call this the Last Supper. This episode should call this the Last Supper. That's sort of uh, that's <laughs> that's that's wrong on a lot of levels, but that's okay. I'm over it. So let's see what did we talk about last time that I remembered thinking if we got stuck for a subject, um, we could go back to. Boy, these clippy things work are really good. Don't very clippy. They? Oh, we talked about one of our most popular uh, podcasts. Actually, was the one where we talked about the habits of supremely happy people. Did we finish all that one? Well, yeah, we did. Um, sort of. We 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 sort of glossed over uh, what they do, the their actions. There was like sort of more to it. We didn't, you know, we said that, uh, for example, the supremely happy people surround themselves with other happy people. Right. Well, we didn't elaborate on that. Like, how do you, how do you do that? How do you surround yourself with happy people? Um, if you're just an ordinary person, with a limited social circle, right? You know, I can see a lot of people sitting at home going, "Well, that's fine for you, but you know, I'm well, I don't I'm, have a social circle. Yeah, I don't have a social circle either. So how can I surround myself with with other happy people? Well, I have a suggestion uh, by listening to happy stuff on the television, yeah, or the radio." Or what other media? The computer, right? Uh, and by happy stuff, <clears throat> what do I mean? Uh, watch a comedy show. Watch something uplifting that makes you feel good. 
that that sort of thing rather than uh totally depressing stuff right um a lot of talk shows can be very uplifting and entertaining yes uh like just like a podcast they can be entertaining or not uh and then some of them can be not so entertaining some of them can be downright depressing yes personally i like to watch judge judy oh she's a riot i i think she's for me, she's her she's courtroom. uplifting. I like her for so many reasons, not the least of which is that she will absolutely tell it like it is, uh-huh. you know. And she doesn't take any shit off anybody. I was watching anybody. a show with her granddaughters. Grandma, how come you're so mean in your courtroom? <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, well, she she is intolerant of a lot of things that I'm intolerant of to a degree. Right. And so I identify with her on that level. Um, it's really funny though. She says she's, she gets a lot of poorly educated people in her courtroom. Unfortunately, yes. A lot. Uh, and a lot of them happen to be young. Mm-hmm. Now it's not to say that all young people are poorly educated, but she does get a sh- her fair share of them. And it's amazing to me because she'll get somebody in there that they'll say, uh, well, it, it was taken from me. And she'll, you can just see her start grinding her teeth and she'll say, there is no such word as <laughs> taken. You know, and it just, it cracks me up because every time I hear that, I think, oh my God, did they actually say that? Right. You know. One that I heard the other day was uh, this woman was, uh, she'd been fighting in her car, fist fighting with another woman. And uh, as a result of being distracted by the fist fight, she, and was driving at the same time, she ran into a car, not just a car, but it was a car in a parking lot that was a uh, security guard car. Oh, nice. With a security guard in it. Nice. Okay. Not to mention, I think, another security guard car. She hit, like, two or three cars. And so, you know, Judy's trying to find out what the hell is going on, you know, what, what happened. And you know how they, they, they want to, they want to tell their story the way they've practiced it at home, you know. Right. And they don't want to listen to her questions and answer them. They want to say what they want to say. Well, they already so have everything rehearsed. Yeah. So she's trying to get this woman to explain to her why it was that she did not think she was responsible for the accident because she had said it's not it wasn't my fault you know now she was driving it is her fault she was she, the driver she was driving okay but in still she said well it's not my fault so judge judy's going well why not so she says well the other woman altercated the fight well there is no such word as altercated, at least not used in that sense right. of the word. An altercation yes. takes place. She may have instigated right. the fight. You know, so there's a there's a lot of ignorant responses right. comes out of uh and this woman was uh definitely old enough to have developed a little bit better grasp of a vocabulary than right. she had. She obviously had not educated herself. Uh, no, she in, hadn't educated. Yeah, there you go. Herself. Right, right. So I like, I like watching <laughs> Judy for that, uh, because she's, she is intolerant of, uh, deliberately ignorant 
right. people. You know, it's one thing to be ignorant. It's right. another thing to be deliberately ignorant. Right. And so... Uh, whenever I see her correct somebody, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> my mom does the same thing. Them. Give it to them because you know it's 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 kind of scary in a way because you begin to realize that when you talk with people, if you're not, if if they're not speaking the same English, <laughs> so to speak, that you are, just exactly how much communication actually goes on. Well, it depends on who they're talking to. Well, no, no, it doesn't. If 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 they don't, if they because don't if have the same meaning for words slang, that you do, right? Then then how if you say a certain thing, they're not going to know what the fuck you're saying. No. And how how are you going to communicate with somebody like that? You, you know? can't. It's it, <clears throat> so anyway. I like I like watching Judge Judy. To me, she's uplifting. Right. Uh. I don't care so much for the more serious talk show hosts, mm-hmm. at least not when they have a serious subject going on, because it's, it, it brings it's you not, down. It is kind of, uh, in a way. On the other hand, <clears throat> sometimes they may have a guest who has had some severe adversity and overcome it, and then it becomes an uplifting right. kind of thing. So if you if you can if you have no social circle uh if you uh watch television or listen to the radio or podcasts or uh if you listen to things on your computer or you read your newspaper if you can find out ahead of time what you're getting yourself into is I wouldn't it, read our newspaper that's some scary shit <laughs> so is it going to be something that is uh you know inspirational and uplifting then that's something that you would want to include in your time frame, possibly. Right. This would sort of take the place of uh, having uh, a limited social circle. Now, let's also consider the possibility that even though we may not have an expansive social circle, doesn't mean that we can't rectify that situation. For example, there are lots, lots of organizations in your community that are doing good works, things that need to be done in your community, and they can almost always use volunteer help. Yes. So if somebody's sitting at home, able-bodied, but socially crippled, let's say, uh, by, I don't know, shyness or just simply the lack of contact, it's possible that you could... Uh, put yourself out there for somebody. Maybe volunteer at a local uh, school or mm-hmm. church or a rescue mission sports or and rec thrift center. store or what? A sports and rec center. Or a sports and rec center. Somewhere that needs uh, somebody to help out mm-hmm. with one thing or another. And you get two things out of that. One, you get to to do something good, and, you, and that's good. And then, two, you get to meet other people who are doing those things. And that's one of the things that was on the list, besides meeting or surrounding yourself with happy people, was the the supremely happy people devote some of their time to giving. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're uh, if you're out there doing a you know I don't know what volunteer you know. 
Some places you can't, like a lot of hospitals and stuff, they don't want volunteers anymore. anymore, But, uh, but there are other situations, like, uh, let's talk about a SNF. Uh Skilled nursing facility is called a SNF for the letters of skilled nursing facility. Um, they are filled with very lonely, sometimes elderly, sometimes very ill people. Yes. Who do not have come, people come and visit. No, because when I worked in the nursing home, I'd get, my patients would say a lot, how come they threw me away? And I would take my lunch hour, well, half an hour, and go spend it with certain individuals just to give them company and talk and, yeah, for they didn't feel yeah, alone. Yeah. And that's something that, that they would enjoy. You could read to them, you could, uh, sing to them or with them. If they, uh, And ask the nursing home or whatever, what time is your activity hour? Yeah. They always yeah. need help then. They have craft times a lot of times. Yes. And, and, um, so there's a lot of, a lot of places like that still do accept volunteer assistance. Yes. And they're delighted to have that there. And again, you will, uh, you, you'll run into other people too. doing it's the same satisfying. thing. It's very satisfying. Now, if it, turns out that for you it's depressing because because you do see a lot of sad cases where people are felt or do feel as though they've been um what did you say what did you say thrown away thrown away yeah if 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 they're if that sort of thing upsets you then for god's sake no don't go there and do that i mean you can get over it in conversations with you know you ask them about silly things you know what was your favorite childhood memories or and you kind of get them out to make them feel like you have a friend or they have a friend Mm -hmm. and it might get them out of their gloom and doom Mm -hmm. another thing you can do uh that i would personally find uplifting uh is you can babysit especially older uh ladies or men Uh can can babysit if you know people who have children Offer your services as a free babysitter to them. If you have patience. If you ha- <laughs> if you have the patience uh, to and the ability to uh, physically take care of a younger person, right? Uh, because it can be a lot of fun to yeah. have a little kid around now and then, and you can play grandma or grandpa with them. And so far as uh, you know, you can play with them, take care of them, and then when mom and dad come home and they get cranky, you can send them home again, and you don't have to mess with them anymore. So that's My another way to so have damn some... clingy. Yeah, you're well. She is. I'm a right called now. a. I'm a hover mom. She is a little clingy right now, but hopefully she'll get past that. She's a little so, clingy. She's a lot clingy. There's a, there's a there are a lot of ways that that you can put yourself out into your community. Um. And these are just a couple of suggestions. There, I'm sure a lot of you can think of other things that need to be done in your community that you can help with. And by doing that, you're doing a good thing and you're meeting other people who are doing the same sort of thing. And, and you'll then be surrounding yourself with other happy people. Yes. Hopefully. So just the fact that you don't have a social circle is no excuse. If you, if you want to have a social circle, you're going to have to go out and hunt for it. Yeah. It's not going to come, come and find you. No, it's not going to knock on your door. come knocking on your door and say, well, actually, they are going to come knocking on your door and ask you if you found, uh, 
one or another religious organization. No comment. And, and that's your privilege if you choose that you want to go that direction, too. But generally, happiness is not going to come knocking on your door. You're going to have to go out and work for yeah. it, just like anything else. Um, and, and so that would be another Even way. Even finding an extra neighbor, maybe an elderly person next to you. When I lived in a different That's part of the town, I had an elderly woman. She was in her 80s, pushing yeah. 90s. She lived by herself. We called her the crazy cat lady because she had lots of cats. Yeah. But sometimes I'd see her, she just eating cookies. It's like, what have you eaten today? Oh, I had some cookies and a pickle. So <laughs> I'd make dinner cookies and I'd and make a, a plate for her. Yeah. And I sent her over a well-balanced yeah. meal, and she just loved it. Holiday That's times, I sent her over her cookies, and she loved my banana nut bread, you know. But yeah. I would send her over a plate of food. Yeah. So maybe she, she couldn't cook some, anymore. Getting I don't nutrition. Know, yeah. But she got fed dinner every night, yeah. regardless if she ate it or her cats ate it. I offered it. That reminds me of another organization too. I just read in the paper the other day where three—I think it was three or four ladies—in in, this vicinity uh, are volunteering their time and services to uh, make meals for Meals on Wheels. Well, because Meals on Wheels got shut down because they, of no budget. Right. So because there are a lot of people in our uh, particular locale that rely on Meals on yes. Wheels, these ladies have come forward for and them. said, yeah, that, you know, we'll cook the food, and, right. and I don't know uh, what the budget is or where they're getting the food. They, I don't remember reading that part, but but anyhow, they had taken their picture, and they said, this is, you know, a cool thing. And so that's another kind of thing you can um, do. Also, and, but your neighbor thing that you mentioned is yeah. a really good idea. It made because, me feel good. Because I didn't well, know if she was just know. eating pickles and cookies. Yeah, you don't know. Um, also, I wish I had a better vehicle because there's a group on one of my Facebook pages that go down to the riverbed and feed the homeless. Ah. And I really want to do that. See, I'd be scared to do that. I not, would be not with a group. There's a group of like oh, 50, well, 60 people that go down to help. That would be okay, yeah. But I'd if you're be, going down by yourself, uh-uh, I'm no, sorry. I'd be a little afraid. Hi, are you yeah. homeless? Are you hungry? No. But no, there's a whole group and there's lots of men that go. Yeah. So you're safe. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, they go that, in the daylight. Again, that that's that's the whole idea. Doing something for somebody else with people who do that, mm-hmm. it's going to make you feel good. You can't you can't do something like that and not feel good about right. yourself, even if what you run into is a little depressing. Even but seeing you, at least people that are you know that person went to bed that night with something in their stomach. Well, and you did something to help. Yes, and that and that's a a good thing. Yes, I think. Uh, so that that would be another way to technically surround yourself with you even know. though it's a bad situation down like on our riverbed there's a lot of homeless well i think you know that's pretty universal even yeah. around the world i think a lot of people have riverbeds with homeless in them yeah but uh, it's just unfortunately you know there's a lot of like countries right where now, everybody's homeless with for that matter the weather getting colder yeah but some people choose to be homeless some people may i don't know uh, yeah, I my do. husband's cousin's friend. <laughs> I bought him my husband's cousin's friend a hamburger and bought his dog some water, and he was hanging out by the liquor store down here. And it was around the first of the month. I seen him sitting out there, and he's counting hundred dollar bill after hundred dollar bill. I'm like, you son of a bitch! 
<laughs> I took my last ten bucks and bought him and some. bought you food, and you have more fucking money than me. That's why. Uh, and I'm like, wow. That's why when remember that when we were at the that store the other day, I won't mention the yes. name of it, and there was a kid sitting out in front of the store selling candy, candy bars. bars. Yes. Uh, and and I turned him down for two reasons. One, I turned him down because I don't buy candy because right. we got the diabetic issue, and two. Uh, I don't like to support not him, okay, but the guy who's in charge of him. There are there are people who who have herds of kids who are homeless themselves, and they have no direction in life. And these guys get these kids together, and they get them out selling stuff in the oh. on the streets. And the kids don't make the money. The guy makes the money. The kids, oh. they feed the kids. They give them somewhere to stay, and that's a, and a little pocket money, and that's it. But mostly, they're working for that guy. And oh. I don't want to perpetuate. So that. they're pimping so out the kids, kind he's of. He's pimping and, okay. out the kids to sell candy. Yeah, because I give so that kid a dollar. That I don't approve. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, you give the kid a buck. He doesn't. He's not out of candy bar. No, he doesn't have to account for it. Right. That's, that's yeah. Because I wasn't getting his. What was he selling for? Like four bucks? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but I give bucks, you a dollar. Yeah. So, for that reason, I'm I I hesitate. Okay. You know. Okay. On the other hand, if somebody comes up and 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 wants change, it just sort of depends whether I'll fork over or not. Yeah. Kind of depends on whether I think they've been waiting for me to come by so they could ask me. How really serious are they about if it? If I give you money know, to every single know. person who comes up, you'd I'm broke. broke. Exactly. You'd I don't have no next, money. You'd be out there asking uh-huh. for money. So there's, there comes a limit um, of how much money you're yeah. going to you know, fork if over. If you come and say you're hungry, but, if I have the money, I'll go buy you a hamburger. But doing something for somebody, like the ladies who cook for the Meals on Wheels, yes. Or like you talked about, going next door to your neighbor yes. and saying, "Hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You want to sit and watch TV together?" Uh-huh. And then finding out that maybe she just eating is pickles not and cookies, <laughs> anything but pickles and cookies. Uh, those are lots of ways that you can expand your social circle yes. without um, a lot of effort, right? On your part, and it can be very uplifting. You don't have to join a church or a oh. club. Or any other organization no. in order to to achieve something like that, something and then you can become small. one of the supremely happy people yourself, yes. and then you won't have to become a serial killer and decide what your last meal is going to be because you only have fifteen dollars and you're on no, Oklahoma you're in California. You get fifty God. bucks, but I don't think it's really really that's worth it to bad. have fifty bucks. But whatever, that's why California's in debt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Is that about it for yeah, us, time-wise? We, we're watching our time. We've had yeah. a little bit of time issues lately, and we've gotten our hands spanked for it. So we're gonna we're gonna be good and, and stick to our timetable um, for the next few uh, podcasts, and then everything will be different after that. I'll explain it all later. So anyhow, don't forget email us. Um, tell us what you think about our show. You can reach us by. On the website at jazomon.com slash jazomodcast. God, that's complicated. <laughs> Anyhow, if you go there, there's a comment button and you can click on that and it takes you directly, excuse me, directly to our email page. And then all you have to do is pick, don't get us started. Tell us what episode you want to comment about. And if you can't remember, I just, just emails anyways. Well, they can't. How can they email us? 
Well, we don't have an email address. But they can comment. They don't have to remember the exact episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant. Ah! I don't know. I th- I don't know what I thought you meant. But it's okay. Yes, we'll have our me. days. Never mind. <laughs> Anyhow, we will read the emails yes. on air, um, unless you request us not to. So we do hope you'll come back next week and yes, give us a listen. Please. And until then, I am Miss Sadie Burbank, and I am Lacey Montoya. And that's enough for tonight. So don't, don't get, get us, us started. started. Good night. Good night. Good day. Good day. Goodbye. Okay. Yeah, you know, some of those, I, I, I have a, I don't know. I don't think if you're a serial killer and you've taken people's lives, I don't think you should even have a choice of what your last meal is. In fact, I think you should go hungry. And I know that's inhumane, but, you know, they're they're killers. I don't think they should get the grand treatment. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's go ahead and move into our second podcast for this week. And let's dig a little bit deep here. Okay, episode number two for this week is Tree Frog Exposé Café. News, views, and reviews number 27. Memory So Perfectly Orange County. Originally released August 9, 2013, and it reads, Before there was television show, Reaper Rick travels the roads of Orange County. This week, he reflects on previous time spent in the OC and things he done during that time. All right, let's see what he has to say and what kind of shenanigans did he get up to, or into rather, when he was in the OC. All right, kids, let's go ahead and put our feet up and enjoy Tree Frog Exposé Cafe News Views and Reviews number 27 Memories So Perfectly Orange County. Hey, everyone, welcome back. I am Reaper Rick, and once again, fortunately for you, you or someone else because Reaper Rick had a bad week Reaper Rick is tired Reaper Rick is lonely Reaper Rick is sad and for some reason Reaper Rick is talking about himself in the third person but it's alright I understand what's going on yeah I'm working on my third month now of being back in Southern California, and it turns out that being back here after over 20 years being away has stirred up some interesting memories, nice memories and disturbing memories. I, you know, Orange County is uh, not a big place, <clears throat> but uh, it's one of the smallest counties in the state. But uh, I mean, I went to college out here, and I married my first wife here. Both of my children were conceived and born in Orange County. 
married my second wife here. And I met my third wife here. Although we got married in Vegas, so. But, you know, those things didn't all happen, you know, real close to each other. But I was here for a long time, so there are a lot of memories. Not only did I have my children here and my wives here, I also uh, spread my semen from one end of the county to the other. Wait a minute, I didn't come out right. Um, I guess I should say that I slept with a number of lovely and beautiful women all over the county. And that's kind of where the, uh, the memories are causing some problems because so many places around here that hold memories, places where I've met women, places where I've taken women, places where we've done things together. I can't think of a single city here in Orange County that I didn't uh, do something in. I, I think actually Fullerton think I've ever, well anyway, Lorton probably uh, is, is safe, <clears throat> but the uh, problem with all those memories are, or is, the problem is, yeah, the problem with all those memories is that, uh, oh man, some of them were really, really good, and few were really, really terrible. And uh, I apologize to my lady listeners again because I have to say truthfully that every single woman I've, I've ever had a relationship with, and for me a relationship is anything that lasts longer than three weeks. Any woman I've had a relationship with and that, that includes my wives. Um, they were all flawed, flawed somehow emotionally. And I'm sure the ladies are thinking, oh, sure, it's always the woman's fault. Well, uh, I'm sure that it's not always the woman's fault, but. Uh, Every woman I've ever known has had something wrong with their head, and uh, they've ended up doing something somehow or other that causes our relationship to fade away. But. You know, what are you going to do? At least I uh, will never have to worry about another relationship in that fashion ever again. <clears throat> it's weird, too, that, uh, that I, I can't. 
can't remember a lot of the women I've known. I mean, you know, the, the technically one-night stands, even though most of the most of the stands weren't at night. But the uh, women I've, I've only slept with one time, and it wasn't. It was never my fault that we only slept together one time, you know, but uh, I was just used as a sex toy for so many women, it just boggles the mind, anyway, um, now I forgot what I was talking about, oh, that's right, so anyway, um, I can't remember, well there's, well, there's a lot of women, I can't remember their names at all. Some of them just had nicknames, you know. Chicago was one, was a lady that I knew. And she was, you know, guess where she was from, yeah. And uh, you know, we saw each other for a while, and then she went back to Chicago for some reason, I don't know what to hell for. But uh, then there was... Uh, <laughs> then there was this girl that I worked with, uh, and her nickname was Vava. Excuse me. <clears throat> you know, for Vava Boo. And we had a, uh, a brief relationship, but, and this is a, this is a kicker, boy. She was using me to make her boyfriend jealous. Do you believe that shit? And she didn't just use me once to make her boyfriend jealous. She used me twice to make her boyfriend jealous. <clears throat> and uh, that was an interesting experience. But, uh, you know, um, I enjoyed it, so it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible experience. I mean, it was too bad that she... Uh, decided that, for some reason, the boyfriend was the one she was going to stay with, but, ah, well, you live and learn, I guess, but, you know, I've been with so many women who, wanted to stay with their, their fiancés, their boyfriends, their husbands, but, that didn't stop them from, Letting me come over and join myself with them. What the fuck is up with that? And then, of course, I had my own, you know, women who were seeing other people on the side too, which, uh, you know, well, you know how that is, guys. It uh, never, never, never is good. But anyway, um, so I'm having a lot of uh, memories flooding in, and I'm not real happy about some of them, but I guess you just got to deal with it, don't you? <sighs> well, anyway, um, yeah, feeling lonely, lonely and blue, lonely and blue. And I know that uh, 
there are some of you out there who are looking for jobs, been out of work for a short time, a long time, forever. And even though I haven't needed to uh, apply for a job for quite some time since I'm on disability now, I, uh, I remember the last job I applied for. And I saw a show tonight on TV where this guy was applying for a job. And damn, the one question that just pisses me off, no end. You know, they get they get through with the interview and everything, and the guy says, "Well, everything looks really, really good." So I just have one more question for you. And you're going, "Oh shit, here it comes." And he says, "Where do you hope to be in five years?" And you think, oh, shit. Because you know he wants to hear something really, really stupid. Like, well, gee, I, in five years, I certainly hope to work up in the company, perhaps uh, to a manager position. You know, something, something stupid like that, which nobody would ever say and mean it. Instead of what you're really thinking, like, well, I hope I'm 5,000 miles away from this dump. Or... This is just a temporary job until my break comes in Hollywood. Or the one that I would like to use is, well, I'm a writer, and in five years I hope to have a book on the uh, New York Times bestseller list, so I'll never have to apply for another stupid fucking job like this again. <sighs> anyway, I know how it is to have to apply for jobs. Uh, I've had many jobs. Uh, some I actually liked, a few, but uh, it's always just a fucking drag to go in there and uh, hand some fucking loser your paperwork and hope that you don't make a total ass of yourself just so you can beg for the chance to have this stinking, sucking job that you don't really want, that you absolutely have to have in order to survive. Ah, shit. <clears throat> working, working with and for people is just always, well, not always, but almost always fucking terrible. That's why you need to be an artist or author writer or something so that you can have your own your own schedule do what you want to do when you need to do it you don't have to answer to anybody else yeah yeah and of course talking about again the other uh, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before I was talking about uh, uh, things that uh, words words that people don't use anymore because they just have no no use for them anymore because they aren't in use anymore <clears throat> and I was talking a lot about automobiles 
automobiles and, and things that have changed on the autom automobiles. You know, when I was younger, I mean, I could work on my own engine. Uh, no problem, you know. The only thing I had a problem with was changing the timing belt because I didn't have one of those little guns that you use to, to set the timing properly. Just about every fucking thing else, I could just, you know, you open up the hood, there's the engine, you take out what's broken, you put a new one in, and you're all done. You know, you lift up the hood in the car, and it's, it's a fucking hassle just to check the water oil level, let alone actually try to do anything in the fucking machine because it's crammed into this little tiny compartment and you can't get to anything. I've even seen a, a, a car or something where you have to take off the damn tire to change the battery because it's just so crammed into this little space. Well, anyway, my point was another word that I remembered that is lost in the lexicon of time was windwing. You know, the windwing little triangular, triangular window on the front windows, passenger and driver side. Crack those little guys open and, you know, you've got <clears throat> a place to flick your cigarette ashes out the window where they don't, you know, fly back into your face or into the back seat. You know, and you can open it up all the way and you get a nice breeze blowing right on your face. Yeah, the wind wings were were cool little accessories that just disappeared when they took uh, all the chrome off the car and made it one big window that you could roll up and down. And uh, also, something that's gone now is the, are the air vents. There used to be a, a you know pull lever down next to the, uh, the side of the, the car. The, drivers and passenger side, you could pull on this and would open up the vent to the outside, and you'd get fresh air just coming in, you know, from the road, basically, but, you know, it didn't uh, drain your battery or anything, you didn't have to turn on the fan, it was just, if you're moving, you get air, and they don't have those anymore either, ah, well, <coughs> excuse me. So, that's a couple more things that uh, we don't have anymore. Well, they're still on old cars, of course. It's not like they're gone forever. It's just that uh, most people under, under 30 don't even know what they are. Well, anyway, um, getting back to uh, working. Uh, one of the one of the few jobs I really did enjoy was uh, um, I worked for a novelty an adult novelty company. Uh, they sold uh, movies, novelties, clothing, shoes, all kinds of stuff. It was like the biggest adult novelty company on the West Coast or something. And my, my wife worked there, too. Actually, she, she got her job first. She was uh, the manager of, a, of the outlet store they had here in Orange County. Well, I was the wholesale manager for the company. <clears throat> and I needed a, uh, a guy to work in shipping. And uh, 
you know, I put an ad in the paper, and and uh, since I knew that I was going to be working uh, at the store with my wife, I told uh, this guy that called about the job to come in to the store, and we do the interview there. I have uh, sat through so many hideous goddamn job interviews, you know, that I uh, I'd never been on the other side of the desk, so to speak, when I was, you know, wanting to hire somebody. So <clears throat> this guy came in for the job interview, and it just cracked me up. First of all, he came in with his uh, really, really hot girlfriend who had been shopping at the store, and so she knew about the job opportunity, and she brought a boyfriend in to apply for the job. And the guy comes in wearing jeans and a tank top. He has hair down past his shoulders, and he's wearing a bandana. And you can tell, I could tell just by the way he walked in, that he knew this was a fucking waste of time, that he was never going to get this job. And, you know, he came in and we didn't even sit down. I was just standing at the counter and, and he came in and he just started talking about, you know, the job and what it involved and everything. And uh, it was just, it was just hilarious because this guy was totally fucking honest you know, he, he needed the job, but he didn't really dig job interviews like nobody does anyway, right? But he came in totally unprepared because he knew he wasn't going to get the job. Well, of course, he didn't really try very hard to get the job, and I realized that. But even so, I really liked him. You know, he just seemed like a really honest, cool person. And so after talking to him for like 20 minutes or something like that, um, I said, well, Dan, Danny, Danny was his name. I said, Danny, you know, when can you start working? And he just about, he just stood there with his mouth hanging open. He goes, are you kidding I don't know, dude. You know, job's yours if you want it. <clears throat> and uh, he started working like, you know, two days later. And uh, he worked for me for a couple of years and we became really good friends. And uh, shit, we used to go down to Hollywood and get tattooed together. In fact, uh, his girlfriend, my wife, and Danny and I, we all went down there. Uh, one weekend and, and uh, got tattoos. You know, my wife had a uh, really beautiful black rose tattooed on her left shoulder blade. And uh, anybody out there ever sees a dark-haired chick with a really cool black rose tattooed on her on her back? You know, just tell her Rick says hello. Anyway, Danny and I, Danny and I were, were good friends for years after that, but we were still good friends when I left California 
and uh, moved up to the Central Valley, and I never heard what happened to him. You know, I'd really like to hook up with him again, see what's going on. He must be, uh, uh, I'd say it was middle, middle 50s or something by now. He was a little younger than me, but not much. Excuse me. Anyway, Danny, if you're out there, dude, uh, give me a call. Write me. Uh, writing to me. Speaking of which, uh, don't forget to write to Reaper Rick at chasemon.com with uh, comments, suggestions, uh, complaints, donations, whatever you want. I haven't had a chance to uh, check with Dave to see if anything has come in lately. Uh, hopefully next week I'll have something to uh, talk about or read over the read over the air. You know, if you uh, write in with anything cool or interesting, I'll uh, talk about it on the show. Okay, that's Reaper Rick. All lowercase, all one word. Reaper Rick at chaseofmon.com. J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com. That's our parent company. And even though you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or something, uh, the parent company is Chaseofmon. So, Reaper Rick at chaseofmon.com. Don't forget. Anyway, um, Danny and I worked together for long time and uh, yeah, he worked in shipping he was in charge of uh, shipping off thousands of packages a day because we had a big mail order uh, operation going on <clears throat> and I as the wholesale manager I got to uh, call people all over the world you know England Scandinavia, France, Germany, Japan, South America, you know, and uh, people would place orders for magazines, books, movies, uh, accessories, which we had a huge selection. And, you know, I'd uh, write up the orders, uh, ship, give the orders to Danny. Um, well, we had people fill the orders and then they were you know packaged and then given to daddy and he would uh, ship them out either through UPS or the mail or whatever however it was supposed to go <clears throat> we just uh, make big pallets of stuff to ship overseas god that was a lot of fun but anyway all good things come to an end and the owner of the company was a uh, paranoid uh, psycho so well anyway that's enough about that yeah, like I said all good things come to an end and <clears throat> we had to part ways but it was a lot of fun I had a good time with that job another job I had that was um, pretty nice I uh, was a uh, horticulturalist. I was a plant person and I worked for a company that uh, installed plants into you know banks and other um, office building 
there's doctor's offices, stuff like that. And <coughs> excuse me, you know, when you go to the mall and you see all those plants, you know, in the, in the planters and everything, and in stores, um, well, the, those were all taken care of by a company like I used to work for. And uh, I had a mall, I think it was the, it was down south somewhere, I can't even remember which one it was now, but that was a, that was an all day job, I'd have to drive down there, which was, you know, an hour or so, and then I'd spend the whole fucking day going from one end of the mall to the other, checking all the plants, watering the ones that needed watering, replacing plants that had uh, thinned out or died off or something like that. And uh, that was pretty cool because you basically, uh, you were out of the office for the whole day. You went in to pick up your uh, replacement plants or whatever, get your get your daily schedule. And then you were gone the whole day. Some days I would, you know, hit uh, seven or ten office buildings. Oh my God, one of the places I, one of the places I, I took care of the plants for, was the company down here that makes all the Star Trek action figures. I can't remember the name right now, but anyway, they made all the Star Trek action figures and uh, a hundred other different company action figures. I made a lot of action figures and dolls and stuff like that. And uh, they had their, their main office, you know, where you know, people came in, and then they had their uh, workshop, and it was like major security, and before I could even go through the locked doors into the workshop, I had to sign a uh, paper saying that I would never divulge anything I, I saw, you know, in the workshop, I couldn't talk about their new creations or whatever and I rarely saw anything that they were actually working on anyway but it was you know something I had to you know sign or else they wouldn't let me back there you know and I would forfeit my life or something if I ever talked about what I saw back there and I don't think I really saw anything special but anyway it was cool uh, because I you know I was collecting Star Trek action figures at the time and uh, being there at the place where they were actually, you know, produced and boxed up and sent out all over the world. I was pretty cool. I enjoyed being there. But yeah, I'd go to lawyers' offices and uh, whatever. Any place you go, you go to a doctor's office or whatever, you see potted plants in the lobby or the offices or whatever. Somebody's got to take care of those fuckers, and uh, for a couple of years I did that. <clears throat> I was a, that was a nice job. You were out all the time. Well, I also did uh, Irvine College. Did all the plants in the cafeteria, the administration buildings, um, some other places, you know. That was cool, Irvine. Yeah. Anyway, that was another job that I, I did enjoy. Yeah, actually, uh, I was working there when, when my wife and I got married, and the uh, company uh, got us a uh, 
bought us dinner at this really nice hotel and got us a room uh, for the night there. Uh, so, so that was pretty cool. You know. Oh shit. Now I remember some stuff. Oh, okay. So anyway, that was nice. That was nice. That was a nice company. Nice people. Um, let's see, you know, those were um, <clears throat> kind of short-lived jobs. What I did mostly was, uh, you know, service kind of jobs. I uh, worked for years with uh, developmentally disabled adults. Um, for the most part, we had uh, higher functioning clients of company I worked for would actually get them jobs you know, outside you know, Walmart or uh, fast food places or something like that, department stores or hardware stores or whatever. And uh, we would take these guys out and train them to actually do the job and then stop by um, once or twice a week after that and work with them for a day or so just to make sure that they were following procedures and doing the job properly and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty nice too because you were again out of the office most of the time and uh, going different places and seeing different things, meeting different people. It didn't pay worth shit but you know those kind of jobs never do. But it was it was a rewarding job. I even had <clears throat> excuse me had about four years working at a group home for uh, for kids that were uh, from broken homes or just released from juvie and they didn't have any place else to go. So we would uh, it was like uh, six guys, I guess, in the in the home. And, We'd hang out there and cook meals for them, help them with their homework, take them where they had to go for doctor's appointments or school or whatever. Um, that was kind of interesting. Of course, that job didn't pay. Shit either. <clears throat> and uh, my stepfather, the stepfather had a uh, daycare center for a while where he uh, uh, had Alzheimer patients and uh, their caregivers, usually their husbands or wives, you know, would drop them off for the day and they'd get a meal and we'd, you know, keep an eye on them for four or five hours just to give the caregivers a break. That was a uh, real eye-opener. Because uh, we had, well, so many Alzheimer patients, and uh, sometimes they uh, well, it's really a sad situation to see those people deteriorate. And of course, that didn't pay very well either. So I uh, used to do some one-on-one uh, -on -one work my days off from the daycare center because so many of the 
France still lived at home with their husbands or wives and uh, for the most part it's a 24-hour day job you know if you have someone with Alzheimer's it's like having a you know a two-year-old but they're 67 you know, or, or sometimes even younger than that but they uh, can't do anything for themselves anymore uh, so someone has to be there to watch them and yeah, take care of them all the time so I had this this one guy that uh, his wife just needed a <clears throat> couple hours out of the house every day so I'd go over there and you know hang out with the dude and give him something to eat I frequently have to uh, change his clothes or whatever when he soiled himself because they uh, can't even manage to take care of their private duties by themselves anymore frequently and uh, that was a challenging and sad job but uh, it uh, taught me a lot and of course my my main job for the whole time I was in the workforce was working in the medical field Was a respiratory therapist for 12 or so years and, and then I stepped away from that for a long time that's when I had all those other jobs you know the <coughs> well, excuse me all those other jobs and then I, uh, I went back into the medical field when I got older and I was a uh, ICU monitor technician for nine years before my uh, my back and mind finally gave out and uh, went on disability. Uh, speaking of which, I forgot about one job that uh, caused my back to go out. Yeah, that was a different too. I was a uh, warehouse manager for this Japanese sporting goods company, and that was that was that was kind of cool too, but. Uh, I was living in Orange County, of course, at the time, and the job was in L.A. Well, L.A. County, anyway. And, of course, you know, my car broke down. And I ended up having to take the bus to work at home every day. So I had to catch my first bus at 4.15 in the morning. And two transfers later, two transfers four hours later, I'd get to work about nine o'clock. That's not four hours, I know, but uh, I, I had a layover. I had to wait 30 minutes at one place for the next bus to come by. So it took me four hours to get to work <coughs> on the bus. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway... Uh, this uh, Chinese uh, company made weights, dumbbells, barbells, Olympics, Olympic size weights, um, and they would ship them over here in 
crates that weighed two tons. Each crate that came over weighed two tons. And inside the crates were, you know, sets of dumbbells, anything from five pounds up to a hundred pound dumbbells. Hundred pound dumbbells, yes, they do have those. And, uh, you know, the round weights that she used for the Olympic size barbells, well, plus barbells. Uh, anyway. So I would uh, get all of that stuff and then receive orders from uh, like Big Five Sporting Goods or Walmart or any place that uh, carries large supply of sporting goods and, and such. And I would, uh, you know, take the weights out of the crates, put them on pallets, and... Uh, then arrange to have some you know, trucker come by and uh, pick up the load and take it to wherever the hell it was supposed to go. So <clears throat> it was a fun job. I, I got nice and trim while I was working there. Um, one day I, I counted up all of the weight that I moved because I had to, you know, pick it up out of the crate and carry it over to the pallet stack it on the pallet and then wrap up the pallets and get them all set to go. Anyway, one day, in one eight-hour day, I moved over 12 tons, like 12 tons, 800 pounds of shit, by myself, by hand, 12 tons. Now, if you're moving that much weight around, eventually your back is going to give out and because I didn't even have a, a fucking dolly, you know, we had forklifts that I could move the actual two-ton crates around with and then pick up the pallets and, you know, load them onto the trucks and shit. But I mean, uh, I had to move the boxes of weights or the weights themselves by hand. And one day after I'd been there for like, eight or nine months or something, I was bending over into this crate to pull out the last box of 90-pound uh, weights out of this crate. They were the, the big, round, flat, Olympic-style weights on the barbells. So I was leaning over, and I grabbed hold of this 90-pound package, and I went to stand up, and uh, something in my back just snapped, dude. Oh, God, it was so bad. And since I was way over in the corner of the warehouse by myself, and of course, this warehouse wasn't just for our stuff, but it was like a big warehouse, and, and a whole bunch of different companies had their, their shit in there. But anyway, I was bent over this fucking box, half in and half out of it, and I was stuck, couldn't straighten up, couldn't get out of the damn crate, and nobody could see me. So I was like in this position, bent over this, this crate for, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes before I was finally able to crawl my way up out of the crate. And... I was uh, damaged goods after that. 
did not stand up straight for days, even to walk. I mean, I had to walk at you know, like an 85 degree angle or something. <clears throat> and uh, thank the gods that I discovered a chiropractor just around the corner from my house there, again in Orange County. And uh, after daily uh, works, workouts with him, I was uh, finally able to uh, walk again, but the uh, damaged disc that I uh, ruptured would eventually start pressing on my sciatic nerve, and so I've had uh, sciatica ever since then. And eventually, um, due to all of the work I've done over the years since that accident, the accident happened in like in 89, maybe 89. Um, anyway, I finally had to go on disability because uh, the back just uh, would not work anymore. And I was working those fucking 12-hour shifts at the hospital, you know. And uh, that was just killing me. I couldn't sit in the chair for more than, you know, an hour or so before my back would just start killing me. So 12 hours of that just wasn't going to work anymore. And even though working in hospitals was uh, usually exciting, there's always something weird going on in hospitals. <clears throat> Just uh, the politics, the petty bullshit that went on in, in situations like that was just more than I could stand. You know, you've got hundreds of people working in uh, uh, a fairly small area. And everybody has their own agenda, things they want to do, things they need to do to uh, advance or whatever, and the gossip, and people always trying to better themselves by stepping on other people to get there, and that kind of bullshit. So <clears throat> I was just as happy to get out of there, I guess, after nine years of doing that. So... Poor Dave. Dave and I met uh, at, at the hospital there. And uh, actually, I, I trained Dave for his job and then left him there. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dave. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, God, I trained. I don't know how many fucking people to work at that job. And uh, they all went on to become nurses or some damn thing, you know. They just needed that job to, to help pay the bills while they were going to school. In fact, Dave himself is, or was, going to uh, nursing school, but, you know, how life tends to get in the way of what you want to do sometimes. So he had to uh, cut back classes and now he's waited so long he's gonna have to take some of them over again shit but anyway 
Um, education is the key because without it, you're going to be uh, stuck in a job that, while maybe important, you know, like working with uh, people who really, really need help. Still, the pay isn't going to be there. You need to have an education to uh, increase your chances of being just plain happy, let alone successful. Well, that's enough about jobs. <clears throat> you know, you have to have one, but nobody wants one. Well, I mean, you know, you want one in order to stay alive, feed your family, and pay your bills. But uh, very few people actually spend time at jobs they really, really enjoy. And I've been fortunate enough to do that a few times, but not long enough to uh, make a difference. Of course, my uh, tenure as editor of... Uh, World of Myth and Erotica. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. I certainly enjoyed those. And you know, being an editor and a writer, yo, that was fun. So, yeah, you just gotta keep looking because if you want to be anywhere near happy in this crazy, miserable world, you've gotta do something that uh, brings joy to your heart and it's nice if you also have a good paycheck but, uh, nobody's perfect so all right now for all of you who have stuck with me for 45 minutes and listen to just pretty much rambling crap. I really appreciate it. And I think it was last episode I talked about the stuff that uh, women were too interested in, but uh, you know, we're more, it was more aimed at the guys. <clears throat> and uh, night here at the end of the show <clears throat> I'd like to uh, offer up something for the ladies <clears throat> although you know some of the guys may enjoy it too or at least understand it what I was talking about earlier on in the show the uh, memories that have come flooding back to me after all this time and thinking about the women I've known well I can't remember everything about a lot of the women I've been with so in my mind, I've just got kind of a generic female body. 
and I guess I've taken the best parts of a number of different women and melded them together to form sort of an ideal mate. And she doesn't even have a, a, a face per se. She simply has a pair of luscious, full lips that I remember kissing. And, you know, thick hair that I could run my fingers through and grab hold of and whisper a nipple on her ears and then down her neck kissing nipping teeth, down the back to the chest, and my hands would grasp those wonderful breasts, and those soft little points that I could bring to an erection with my tongue my lips so my hands would travel down the body as my lips traced a line down her chest onto her smooth taut belly my hands would reach her hips just as my mouth would come in contact with her bush and my hands would gently spread her legs and there I would find her secret place listening at this point. I'd breathe softly on those lips and watch them quiver. And then place butterfly kisses on her inner thighs. Gently kissing. Moving closer and closer. that nectar pot. Finally, my lips would kiss those lips. My tongue would circle the moist opening. I put my lips against her my tongue would search out the swollen glands or clitoris. I 
I'd flick at it with my tongue, drive circles around it. My thumb would slide forward and trace the outline of her lips there as my tongue worked on her clit. My thumb would slowly enter the dark recess. And then my lips would grasp her clitoris. My tongue would work faster, flicking, circling, my thumb moving around in and out. And finally, depending on my mood and hers, she would have an orgasm another one, and then another one, perhaps another one. Usually by that time I was more than ready to begin the dance, crawl up onto the body, her body, gorgeous body. I'd slide in to her Her arms and legs would wrap around my body, and we would begin the dance, slowly at first, slow, rolling, back and forth, around, up and down, kissing passionately, our bodies melded together. And the tempo of the dance increased and increased and increased. She would raise her hips to meet my thrusts until finally I could stand it no more and the explosion would occur. And we would lay there locked in embrace for some time, just holding each other, kissing each other gently on the neck or the ears or the eyes. And finally, when we were both relaxed, I would get up go to the bathroom, get a washcloth and get it nice and warm and wet and then go back in and gently clean her, wiping away the mess. Gently because she was still very tender, and I would kiss the tender area softly over and over to make it better. 
So you see what I'm up against. You know, this is the kind of shit that I think about every fucking night. And the problem is, for me, that I will never be able to duplicate any of those actions ever again. Because my cancer has fucked me up. Let's just put it that way. So I have memories to fall back on. And uh, it makes me kind of sad. Sad that I just have memories that uh, again I won't be able to experience that kind of pleasure again. Oh well, poor fucking me. I suppose uh, you know, everyone deserves a little self-pity sometimes. But regardless, I had I had great experiences, wonderful, pleasurable, happy experiences, and I, you know, cannot fault anyone for that, so now that I'm all completely tweaked out, I guess I'm going to let everyone go and do your own thing, I appreciate you listening. jasonmon.com if you have questions, comments, suggestions, or whatever. You just want to talk. No problem. And, hey, maybe next week I'll feel better. And so will you. But until then, all I can say is don't forget your skin block. Sunblock. Shit. I blew that line. Don't forget your sunblock. Alright. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. You guys be good out there because... Well, fuck. I got no reason for it. Never mind. Don't be good. Do whatever the hell you want to. Just don't hurt anybody in the process, okay? See you next time. Yep, only him. Only only Reaper Rick could get into <laughs> uh I remember when I was editing that show, I actually I believe I had to cut out if if it's the actual show that I'm remembering, I think I had to cut out some things because he got a little too graphic for for our content. Alright, so let's see. We're looking through here and seeing if we could find one more show before we call it a day. And let's see. All right, let's do American Fat Ass Podcast number 11, Tipping the Scales. Originally released March 17, 2014. This week, Nick and Jim update March Madness Tournament, 
talk about how hockey players are the toughest some of bitches around. What happens when Jim had a run-in with a plaza Nazi? Ooh. And how Nick might taste battered? Yeah, that's what it says, battered. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. These, yeah, these guys, they are just hysterical. They always got into trouble wherever they went, and they always said what was on their mind. So let's go ahead and finish out this week with American Fat Ass Podcast number 11, Tipping the Scales. All right, American Fat Ass Podcast with you for our regular weekly session, one hour a week, uh, whenever we feel like putting it up. Usually it's Tuesday or Wednesday, but I think this week might end up being Monday. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump right in. Nick, you wanted to lead off with a uh, story real quick? Yeah, I got I got a little bit of business here. Uh, so anybody who's listened to the podcast or knows me personally knows I'm a pretty sarcastic person. Now, Jim, I know this is a surprise to you because, you know, you, you see my sentimental and gentle side, but it is true, people. <laughs> I, I am kind of a sarcastic prick most days. Uh, now, with that said, I do have feelings, you bastards. Okay? Uh, it came to my... Um, uh, Jesus. Attention. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so aggravated. I couldn't even think of the word. It came to my attention the other day that some listeners might think that I'm a horrible person to my wife. Now, rest assured, people, I love my wife. I've been with her for, you know, Jesus, going on, I think, like 13, 14 years now. Madly in love with her, do anything for her, would die for the woman, whatever the case is. But you have to understand that her and I have a very interesting relationship. We say whatever we want to each other. We joke around big time. We call each other all kinds of horrible names, and, you know, we just have fun with it. So if that's something you all can't get behind, then unfortunately that's your issue. So I'm just putting it out there. I love my wife. She loves me. We're all good and happy. Nobody's abusing anybody. So she's not abusive to you either? Oh, no, she's very abusive to me. <laughs> she beats me all the time. <laughs> Battered husband. <laughs> That sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't take out the garbage. <laughs> no, I, I was by battered husband. I mean, like actually dipping you in batter. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's a whole lot of batter. <laughs> <laughs> but it might be well worth it. We know we will. It might be. It's like those uh, deep fried turkeys. It, it may burn yeah, right. down your house, but it might be worth it afterwards. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, so I'm, I mean, I, I know I've known you for a long time and I know that you've got a very sarcastic side. And, you know, you and your wife's relationship was really none of my business. But my wife also, you know, she stated like she, she was like, how does his wife not kick his ass with the things that he says? <laughs> And she does. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't. That's just that's how they roll. I don't know. It's just what they do. See, the problem is, is that people don't see the side of her that I do. Like she attacks me just as much, if not more, <laughs> than I attack her. All right. So. I, 
I believe it. And you should believe it. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to fucking secretly record her attacking me and see what she does. <laughs> <laughs> she threatens me every time we record a podcast. You better not talk about me on that damn thing. Every single really? time. <laughs> I swear to you. <laughs> oh, that's great. If I had to guess, she's probably outside the office door right now trying to listen to the whole conversation. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So usually the wife spends the first half of the podcast in the room. Right. And then after we're, after we're about halfway through, she's like, all right, I guess they're not going to talk about me, so I'll just go upstairs. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. She was trying to uh, – I was typing up my notes out in the living room. We were uh, watching a little TV while we are doing that. And, like, she said something, and I started laughing, so I started typing. And she's like, what are you typing? I'm like, I'm just doing my podcast notes. No, no, no. What are you typing? I want to know what you're going to say about me. I was like, I'm not. Leave it alone. I was like, if you want to know what I'm going to say, you listen to the goddamn podcast like everybody else has to. Right. Fucking lunatic. Oh, that's great. Uh, so what else you got going on, man? Anything good happened this past week? Oh, man. Today I had one hell of a run-in with uh, uh, somebody in the plaza of my store. Um, really? It was extremely windy t- today, and I've got a lo- I've got a clothing rack, one of those like there's four different levels you can adjust the levels, and there's four different places to hang clothes, and it's the only rack of adult clothes that I have, and I pull it out front of my store every day because I don't have space for it inside my sh- my shop, and really, right. I'm not interested in selling clothes, so I'm not interested in making room for it either. So, um, so we so we pull it out every every morning and today was windy as hell and uh um it just started taking off down the down the plaza this coat rack <laughs> just got a gust of wind and it was and it was moving faster than i could run because <laughs> well, i was that running well yeah what's <laughs> i was running to get it and i couldn't get it so it must have been going a good five six miles miles an hour because <laughs> i was not able to get it <laughs> And, I, I would have loved to have seen the aftermath. Just you holding on to this fucking clothing rack. Oh, oh, just barely fucking alive. <laughs> um, so the thing's like booking down. It goes past the uh, the karate dojo. It goes past the e-cigs place. And right at the e-cigs like, door, it wham, slams into the uh, into a car. Right? Oh shit! And it and it tips over, but the part that slammed into the car was dresses, so it was long. So none of the metal actually hit the car. Right. And it topples over, and one of the hangers gets stuck in the and like where the window meets the trunk, and um, and I was trying to f- fish it out. Here out runs this dude from from Isis, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I'm like. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Wind took the call, took my clothing rack and just sent it down downstream. So I like got everything out and I was looking at his car and there's no no damage because it was just the cloth that hit it. Right. But no dents or anything like 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 that. And this motherfucker was like, "Well, look at that. Look at this. Look at this. Look at that." And I'm like, "Dude, my clothing rack hit this part of your car." Nothing is there. I can't. I can't be held responsible for shit that happened on the opposite side of the car. Like the fuck you trying? I he's just trying to get money, right? You know, he's like, oh. And after our long conversation, 
about bullshit dents in his car. He was like, well, if you, if you don't give me something, I'm going to have to have to call the cops. I'm like, go ahead. Call the fucking cops. I don't care. Call the cops. What a piece of shit. It's like, call the cops. Go file a claim with your insurance. Go ahead. And uh, I, and douchebag why? didn't say any, anything back. But, you know, it's just motherfucking. Just accidents yeah. happen. Like, it's I felt bad enough. It's not worth all that fucking shit, though. It's not worth it. Right. Like, what right. the fuck? What are you actually going to achieve out of any of this? You're going to look like a fucking asshole, and you're still not going to get anything. So what's the point? Right. I don't know. Just it just it just got me how this dude was like trying really hard to to fuck me. Really, I mean, is what it boils down to. But I mean, he couldn't just look at you and see you were having a bad day to begin with. He should have just been like, "Look, man, I'm a fat guy, and I just had to fucking run from that end of the plaza <laughs> all the way over to here. All right, show some fucking mercy, you bastard." Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm an but, asshole. Yeah, just real fucking douchebag. Fucking douchebag, man. I just, uh, I hate that shit. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, I uh, I want to talk to you about something I uh, I read about the other day that I found fucking interesting in a weird kind of way. Uh, mm-hmm. You follow hockey a little bit, right? Yeah. Okay, did you hear about what uh, happened with uh, Rich Peverly the other night during the, uh, yes. the Dallas Stars game? How fucking right. crazy was that? For, that uh, was nuts. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Rich Peverly p- plays for what the Dallas Stars, right? Not mistaken. Yes, right. He uh, he collapsed on the bench and uh, pretty much just passed out altogether. And they dragged him to the back, rushed him to the hospital, and everything like that. And he had some kind of a heart issue. From what I was reading, he uh, had a previously corrected heart issue, something that has to do with AFib, whatever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were afraid that that's what caused this here. But I mean. That's, I was watching the highlights of it. Oh, fucking highlights. What a horrible fucking way to say that. Not yeah. the highlight, but I was watching a video of it, and it was scary as shit. You just see this guy go down, then all of a sudden you got like four or five people who just quickly grab him off the bench and drag him to the back, man. Now, what I love about this whole story is the fact that when he comes through and starts to wake up, one of the first thing he says is, how much time's left in a game? Can I get back out there? Right. What and a that's, fucking stud, man. That's That's – that's hockey players for you, dude. And that's what I love. I really do. Yep. I was watching yep. uh, before we came up here to podcast. I was uh, checking in on uh, the Chicago Bulls, you know, my favorite basketball team. And uh, one of the players in there, Mike Dunleavy, caught an elbow to the eye. And he was gushing blood pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they immediately rushed him off the court and went to go get stitches. And I'm just like, this motherfucker damn near dies on the bench and wants to get right back into the game. Yep. It's like, man, yep. hockey players, they're, they're tough bitches. Well, basketball, ever since uh, Magic, Magic Johnson came yeah. back and he cut himself on the court, then they came up with all these crazy rules where if you get a little boo-boo, you got to go off the court, get it cleaned up and bandaged up, and then you can come back outside and play. Yeah, they I'm call sure like official the, timeouts for that shit too. Yeah, I'm sure they're in the back like getting juice, like drinking from <laughs> juice boxes and shit. <laughs> basketball players are such I mean they, any one of them can kick my ass I'm sure but they're fucking pussies they are man they're, they're such pussies now, I love basketball I watch it all the time but I, I can't stand watching this shit the, the way the game's turning out now where everybody's flopping and somebody breathes on somebody and they immediately fall down and start yelling and screaming yeah. like they've just been shot Yeah, it, it's nuts man I was, actually another uh, little video I saw today uh, it came from I think some Canadian like junior pro hockey league or something like that. Uh, 
these two guys started going at it, and they were wailing on each other, man. It was a decent fight. It lasted, I don't know, a good couple of minutes before the uh, refs broke it up. And as the refs were breaking it up, these two some bitches high-five each other, then hug it out and, like, start laughing as they're being taken off to the penalty box. Interesting. I was like, that's fucking awesome, man. And yeah, you, yeah. you guys go out there, fight hard, get all battled up and whatnot, then next thing you know, you're high-fiving each other. I love that shit. Yeah. yeah usually you don't see that either. Um, no, you definitely don't see that. It blew my mind, man. But yeah, that's uh, hockey for you. There was something else I, uh, I came across today that, I don't know, I, I want to get your opinion on it. There was this song I heard years ago. Um, I just happened to come across that. I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was just, you know... Googling uh, Jerry Garcia one day for some crazy reason. And I came across a song he did with a guy uh, called uh, David Grisman, I think his name is. Okay. And it's called uh, Jenny Jenkins. You ever heard of it? No. It's, it's this weird song, man. It, these two got together and did a children's song. And, okay. you know, when you think Jerry Garcia, I never think children's music. No. I mean, you think like, you know, hippie drug yeah. acid induced songs and whatnot and this this one right. kind of i don't know i want you to listen to it for a couple seconds and tell me what you think because i can't stop listening to it right now all right let me hit you a little piece of it did you wear white oh my dear oh my dear did you wear white jenny jenkins no i won't wear white for the colors too I'll buy me a foldy rollie till the tallest seek a double use it cause a road to find me. Roll, Jenny Jenkins, roll. Will you wear green, oh my dear, oh my dear? Will you wear green, Jenny Jenkins? No, I won't wear green, it's a shame to be seen. I'll buy me a foldy rollie till the tallest seek a double use it cause a road to find me. All right. Am I just like a complete fucking moron or does it have any good qualities to it whatsoever? It does. Um, I tell you, I'd rather listen to that than the shit that plays on my kids shows. Like some of that stuff is just awful. But yeah, I mean that basically that's how I would picture the Grateful Dead doing kids music. It's interesting. Like, like the the whole song mm-hmm. is just that, except they they change the colors and they go through like every single color that this girl can wear throughout okay. the entire time, and she just comes up with the reasons of why she doesn't want to wear that color. And I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I listened to that song. I've listened to it at least ten, fifteen times today alone. Yeah, it's just it's stuck on me. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 good. If you turned on Nick Jr. right right now, you'd probably be appalled at what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) or Disney or any, I mean, just, I don't know who writes. Well, I know Disney, um, they might be giants writes a lot of their music for their different shows. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you would think for, you know, for a band like that, like they were, they were okay. I was never really a huge fan, but I could listen to their music, you know? Right. But uh, but yeah, their kid, this, this the kid stuff that they come up with is just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking give me a shotgun so I can eat it. 
<laughs> it's that bad. You, it's, oh, it's you, awful. You'd rather eat the fucking end of a shotgun barrel instead <laughs> of fucking listen to that music. <laughs> well, it depends on how long. I mean, you know, if it's like two minutes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cracks me up, man. <laughs> oh, God. Right, so well, how's our, uh, yeah, what, what do you got? I was going to say, let's go ahead and jump into March Mad- Madness. That's, that's what I was about to bring up. All right. How are we so looking you, for that? Uh, we are, we're going to go ahead and close out the first round. Okay. And uh, some interesting um, selections. Nothing really, uh, nothing really jumps out at me as an upset um, just because the numbers don't mean anything. So, like, you know, basically – the ugly people lost. You know what? <laughs> this is what it Jim, boiled down to. Jim, I'm sorry. Hold that thought one second. I, I got to do something real quick. Just hold mm-hmm. on one second. Bailey, shut the fuck up! <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> fucking def- dog, man! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> usually, usually, it's my dog that's going nuts, but she's fucking she's sleeping. Oh it's great, God, man! Tina, Tina's walking our youngest dog Jersey, and mm-hmm. Bailey is literally just sitting at the fucking front door, like crying like a bitch. <laughs> I've heard it for like the last ten minutes. I just I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh awful. my that's God! Funny. So, uh, any? Uh, so you said no surprises. Well, there was one surprise to me. What's the surprise? Um, that came out of the third bracket. Um, Carol Alt and Michaela Pereira went head to head. Okay. Carol Alt is a former uh, swimsuit model. She was on, I believe, the first swimsuit audition, Sports Illustrated. Right. And Michaela Pereira took her out. No shit. Yeah, and and Michaela's on the bigger side, so you know, props to the big girls. But yeah, she's I mean, <laughs> very pretty lady, and uh, yeah, she she took out a, a supermodel. So <laughs> I'm trying to pull her up. Yeah. Man. Well, not for nothing. I'm looking at the pictures right now, and I'm pretty sure I voted for uh, Michaela as well because yeah. Carol looks like I don't know, like an old crack whore to me in this picture. To be honest with you, right. Like, it's not a flattering picture for her at all. Yeah, and I and all right, I I do have to be honest with something. Anybody that's associated with Fox News, I tried to put up the most ridiculous picture that I could find. <laughs> <You're a piece laughs> <of shit. laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, sir! You just, you just fucking. We're supposed to be fucking middle of the road. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's hysterical. <laughs> well, you did a good job, sir, because that picture is fucking awful. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of them that did make it through, but uh, you know, yeah, you know, that it just it completely makes sense now because I was going through some of these pictures and I was like, why the fuck did he choose that one? And it makes right? complete sense. <laughs> All right, and there there is one tie that I've come across so far. What's the tie? Uh, Let, let's ch- let's you out. and I break it right now. What is it? All right, fourth bracket. Okay. Two fifteen. Joey Chen and Sherry Shepard. 
Uh, Jesus. I, <laughs> I gotta tell you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cracked me up. I uh, I sat down uh, and Tina was uh, voting for her picks right before we uh, came in here today. Yep. And quite a few times she goes, ugh. I wish we can just pick neither one of them. <laughs> so, well, that's, that's not really the way the bracket works there, baby. You got to have a winner. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but this would be one of them where it's like, oh, what the fuck do you pick for this one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when I originally voted, I voted for uh, Joey Chen. Yeah, I Joy, remember who I Joy voted Chen. For. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, oh, who, to, who to give it to. You know what? Remember you said that some of my votes got kicked out because you had to redo it or something? Right, yes. I wonder if my vote didn't go through because it's not showing that I voted for this one. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. I have the deciding vote right here. Yeah, people. you do. You do. Oh, man. What am I going to do here? Am I going to go with the slightly ugly Chinese-looking woman or am I going to go with the slightly ugly black-looking woman? Oh, God, this is rough. I will say this. What you got? Uh, Sherry Shepard looks healthier to me. She definitely does. Like I feel like, you know, I would definitely lose part of my dick doing number two. So that, that is a good point. Uh, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm going number 15. I'm going no Sherry. Way. She just, just looks more like, uh, I don't know, like happier. Now, wait a minute. It didn't register my vote. Really? Yeah. All right, fuck it. We'll, we'll just give it to her. Yeah, fuck it. Give it to Sherry. Done. Yep. Technical it, it, difficulties all around. <laughs> it, it, it looks like after you're done doing your deed with her, she'd go downstairs and bake you a pie. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <You know? laughs> This other bitch looks like she's going to give me a fortune cookie. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I was really in the mood for some Chinese food. All right, man. Let's go. Asians all the way. (laughs) You know, I think that's my problem. I had Chinese food earlier today, so now I got my full of Chinese food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was was the the only tie. Um, And, yeah, so now it's not a tie, and... Round two will be up. Um, just trying to go through some of the. Uh, I can't right now. Anyway, so yeah, uh, round two will be up Monday, and uh, you'll have about a week to vote there. And yeah, we're we're winding it down. March Madness only here with the news ladies. Whatever. Fuck. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried yep. to come up with a cool tagline on the fly and it just did not work. <laughs> you know, before we uh, get off this, I would like to say that I'm extremely happy to see uh, Stephen Colbert made it to the next round. He sure did, yeah. I was actually uh, surprised so that uh, Melissa Harris-Perry got two votes. I, I got to tell you, out of all these women on here, I'd probably do him first. In that bracket or overall? No, I'm thinking overall. Really? I mean, it's fucking Stephen Colbert. He's a funny guy, man. I, he is I, funny. I like funny people. He is funny. Definitely tops the humor list. <laughs> Definitely tops it. And again, wait a minute. 
is the girl he's up against, Melissa, is, is she is she from Fox? No. All right, because that's a really shitty picture of her as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these pictures are shitty just because they're from the web and they're like – they're screenshots of like them in mid-sentence or whatever. Like, So their faces are all weird and distorted. But uh, I mean – Fuck you. Yeah, you had enough time to go and Google these people. Like, <laughs> you didn't have to take my word for it. That's funny. You know, there there is one that I was kind of surprised about. Uh, it's the third bracket, the matchup between number four and number 13, SE Cup and Aaron Andrews. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. I mean, just because the two pictures on here, even if you knew nothing about these two, you're looking at Aaron Andrews. She's, you know, pretty decent looking woman. Not too bad. But then the other picture, she's got these, you know, crazy looking stockings on, her legs are up, you get a yeah. little action there. She just yeah. looks kind of sexy. But yeah. she got blown the fuck out. No, Aaron Andrews got blown out. Oh shit, that's right. I am fucking Andrews. completely wrong. Yeah. You're absolutely right. She yeah. fucking blew her out. Yeah. But even that in itself is surprising because Aaron Andrews you see her on TV a lot. She's fucking she's kinda attractive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. I think I think guys are kind of done done with her. You think so? You think yeah, that's what I think it is? so. Yeah, I think she's she's on the way out. Oh, I mean, man. she's she's already like 33, 34. That's oh, old. Jesus. Like, yeah, that's, that's fucking old. <laughs> I'm I turn, really I turn, yeah, I turned 36 in like fucking 3 months, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I'm really upset that that uh my main lady, Barbara Walters, didn't uh, really put up a fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm That's not right. Surprised at I all. voted for Barbara Walters. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> You're fucking disgusting. That's all there is to it. That's like saying you voted for Diane Sawyer. Did you vote for Diane Sawyer? No. All right, thank God, because three people did, and I'm a little fucking ashamed to know those people. Yeah, I wouldn't, no, no, Diane Sawyer, no. But Barbara Walters, I mean, she's spoken to every president in the last, I don't know, 50 years? Well, see, this brings up a a very good point, and I think you were talking to somebody on Facebook about this. Should we vote for their pedigree, you know, what they've done and who they are, or do we vote for them as much as how far I want to stick my penis into them? Uh, vote, vote how you, however you want. I'm My taking the penis is, route. Well, as am I in some cases, you know. <laughs> but Barbara Walters, like, if I had to have sex with either one of those, Barbara Walters or Randy Kay, I would go with Barbara Walters because of the conversation during the act. What? Yeah. What the fuck? You, you have conversations? It. Yeah, you're slamming it in her, and you're like, so, how was that Reagan interview, you know? And <laughs> I don't want anybody talking to me while I'm doing the deed, man. I just, I want there, you know, the only thing I want to hear is, oh, mm, you know, moaning, you know, flesh pounding against uh, each other and whatnot. Yeah, that's all Afterwards, well while the bitch is making me a sandwich, then she could talk. That's all well and good, but I'm saying if if you could only like get in a room with them, do your thing, and then leave, like you gotta have that conversation. No, in that you time. don't, sir. You do not have a conversation. It's Barbara Walters. Who cares? She <laughs> I don't care who it is. She interviewed Muammar Gaddafi. 
I don't even know I, who I the fuck that is. That <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to hear her stories. She's got to have stories. See, oh, this is where we differ. Because I'd be like, oh my god, woman, shut up. There's so many more things you can be doing with that mouth of yours. Just, just stop. But Randy K, what is she gonna talk talk to you about? She's a like a second hand lady on CNN. Jesus Christ, sir! There shouldn't be talking. <laughs> the only talking there should be is faster and deeper. Those are the only words I want to hear. There's got to be talking somewhere. You got to yes. say something to her. To her? No. Yeah. And the only thing I want to hear from her is, "Wow, I didn't think it was going to be that big." That's all I want to hear. I don't need a conversation. I don't the know. Fucking conversation. I don't know. Who the fuck wants to have a conversation while they're having sex? It makes no sense at all. Sometimes that's where you come up with your best shit. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I work out all my jokes on my wife while we're doing it. That's so fucked up. Oh, God. That's what we're doing. We're like... So, uh, two priests walk into a bar and... uh... Don't don't come yet. I'm trying to get out this punchline. Don't come yet. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> oh, this whole conversation's disturbing. <laughs> I just there's no way, man. There there's been times where, you know, the wife and I are getting into it and something happens or whatever and we start to laugh and then it's it's almost completely gone it's just like i i don't know maybe i can't do two things at one time i don't know what it is but i just i don't it's like fucking you and somebody else going to the bathroom and you're both trying to take a shit and that person starts trying to talk to you yeah don't conversate with me while i'm trying to shit and don't conversate with me while i'm trying to have sex so, Jim, if you say. and I ever have sex, I don't want you talking to me. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> the, the dumb thing I can see, because that's two dudes, and that's gross, right? <laughs> like, two dudes can't talk to each other while they're having sex. Like, gays can't do that. That's the one thing gays can't do. They can get married you, all they you want. You fucking discriminating son of a bitch. <laughs> now gays can't do things that straight people can do? This is fucked up, sir. <laughs> They can't have meaning, meaningful, thoughtful conversations while they're having sex. Now, <laughs> you just lost like three of our listeners. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Oh, I just, up. I just don't want to hear about some gay dude pounding Tom Brokaw, asking him about, like, <laughs> <laughs> about shit that's going on in the Midwest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's hysterical. Oh, man. Oh, you know what? Uh, all right. <laughs> Fucking, we got to get off this whole gay thing anyway. Um, <laughs> that, uh, we talked about this a couple days ago, the, uh, the Malaysian uh, airliner that's still missing. Yes. Um, have you seen that they are uh, going to, like, crowdsource to try to find wreckage of it and whatnot? You're right. Yeah, there's a digital imaging comp- company that's taking pictures of the whole – uh, Indian Ocean and all the seas and land, and they're asking people to chip in and help out and take a little piece of that pie. Look, yeah, yeah man, it's it's interesting. I actually I did it uh, last night, and I also did it uh, 
for a good portion this morning just trying to check it out. I mean, yeah. it, not that I expect to find anything, but it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I feel like I'm doing my good deed, you know, trying sure. to find things, whatnot. But anybody yeah. who's interested in it, it's, uh, you can go to tomnod.com. It's T O M N O D.com. And it's basically just, it's a very simple little website. It just shows you like the, a big blue square and you just click on certain areas of the grid to look through and see if you can find any wreckage, oil sleeks, air, uh, um, what do you call those, uh, lifeboats, mm-hmm. just things like that. So, I mean, if you guys get a chance to go into it, just check it out, you know, why it's not? Tom Nod, T-O-M-N-O-D? Yeah, T-O-M-N-O-D.com. I just went there. It's giving me a – oh, there we go. All right. Yeah. I believe it's right on their homepage too. It says uh, start tagging and whatnot. Yep. Yep. Like I said, I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I literally spent hours doing it today just searching around this grid, seeing if I see anything. And I don't know. I, it's weird because I don't even know how I feel about the, the missing flight, if it's crashed, if it's gone somewhere else. Because there's so many news reports out there now saying that uh, they think that it's quite possible that they turned off all of their radar and communication devices and could have flown low enough and went somewhere else. But yeah, who knows, man? I think it's kind of weird that we haven't found anything yet. It definitely is, but I don't think uh, this whole um, they flew somewhere else thing. No, I don't think right. that. I don't think that would happen. Um, you know, but it's hard to rule any, anything out. So, right until we, you know, you finally find something, some wreckage or anything out there. Who knows? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they've got fucking everybody out there looking. I believe the U.S. Navy sent over a, uh, uh, a ship out there to, with a couple of helicopters and they, they're searching all the areas and whatnot, too. I mean, all over the place. But I don't know. Hopefully they uh, find something out soon. It's got to be fucking hellish for the families of the people who were on that plane not to know anything about it oh yeah oh yeah all right so enough of the uh goody good shit uh let's jump into a little uh people i hate man all right who do you hate this week oh man it was hard for me not not to hate that douchebag this morning (laughs) 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 um people i hate jesus Let's, uh, well, why don't, why don't you lead off with one? Uh, hmm. People I hate. Well, actually, I only have one. Okay. Um, and I don't want to do mine yet, you dick, because mine leads right into Douche of the Week. All right, so let me pull up Twitter. Yeah, pull up yours, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a minute. All right, while you're doing that, um, I'll throw out a little something here. Uh, guys, anybody listening, uh, real quick, uh, please, you, you hear us doing the People I Hate. Last week we did a little bonus of nothing but People I Hate. Uh, help us out. Send us uh, your tweets. Hit us up on Facebook. You can do it at the website if you like to. Um, you all know where to find this. If not, like Jim says at the end of every episode, Google it, you fucking pricks. Uh, so let's just, you know, help us out a little bit. We want to try to make this show as entertaining for you as it is for us. So the more you're involved, the better it is for everybody. And that goes as well for good to be fats. I definitely want your inputs on that. Um, you know, we still have them trickling in a little bit, but we want to get everybody out there. Everybody's got a reason why it's good to be fat. Everybody's got somebody they hate. I don't care if it's just one person or a group of people, throw it out to us. 
All right, I filled some fucking dead air. You tell me you don't have anything yet. <laughs> you know how shitty my computer is. <laughs> Folks, it did take him like a half hour to get the fucking microphone working on his computer today. <laughs> it's not even the microphone. It's just fucking Skype. Skype wouldn't come up. Oh, it cracks me up, man. We, we've mentioned before that we have so many issues trying to get this fucking podcast done. Like every week it's something new. It's always my computer, it seems. Sometimes. I mean, I definitely have my own set of issues. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's one oh, from. You got one? Yeah. Here's one from Becky at Beckkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkk
Uh, it's like, don't get a car or a truck that you can't drive. If it's too fast for you, if it's too big for you, if you're not comfortable in it, don't fucking buy it. You don't have to buy it. And you're just buying it because you think it's the awesome thing and, you know, everybody's going to love you and your big-ass fucking truck. If you can't drive it, you just look like a retard. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, I hate those fuckers that uh, no matter how hard they try, or I'm assuming they don't even try, but the people who can't even park inside the lines, they'll, they'll always have, like, you know, they're either parked right on the line or over yeah. the line, or yeah. the assholes that can't even get the car straight, so, yeah. like, the front two wheels are in the lines, but the back wheels are back out of the lines. Yeah. Just like, come on, man. Look, right. Okay, I, I fucked up on parking before as well, but when I get out and I see how bad I parked, I'm like, okay, jump back in, move my fucking car again. Right. These assholes just leave it and walk away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the fucking douchebag <laughs> backwards parkers, right? They, they oh. back into their parking spot because they think they're badass and hot shit and they can't fucking do it. Like they, they have to do it three or four times. Because they're over, over the line. And then eventually they just give up and leave. Their car's all fucked up. Take, take it up two, three, four spots. Because right. they have to back in. Like just pull in like a regular person and back out when you're ready to leave. Like it's much harder to back in to start with than to back out when you're done. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I hate people, man. I Asshole. just I hate them all. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know what? I, I just came up with this person that I hate. Thanks mm-hmm. to your uh, your little tweet girl there. Yeah. I hate people who, when they make usernames, make ridiculous fucking usernames. <laughs> like seriously. Like, like Thank you. My username for everything is either N McKelvey or like Nick M seventy yeah. eight. <laughs> everything has my name in it. Yeah, it's just like I had a a kid I used to work with a couple of years ago. I I forget what we're doing, but I need his email address, and he gave it to me, and it was like Baller Boy eighty six, and boy was spelled B O I. Oh no! <laughs> I <was> like, Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> First of all, that's a douchebag name. Secondly, it's such a douchey way to spell boy. I was like, come what you, on. What you should have said was, how many cocks did you suck the day he came up with this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just so ridiculous. God, I hate that. Oh, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'd be fucking embarrassed to give somebody my username like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fine if you're like, I don't know, a 13, 14-year-old little girl and you want to have fun, you know, a cute little name, whatever. But right. when, when you reach a certain age, it just it looks fucking stupid. It's like those assholes who you call them up on their phone and you get their voicemail and, like, they're, they're playing music in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, this is fucking 1992 stuff? Right, what right. the fuck are you doing? Or, or you call somebody's voicemail and they're like, hey, this is Todd. Leave me a message, and then they put the phone up to the radio, and it's like, never made it as a blind man playing some <laughs> shitty Nickelback. Like, <laughs> like, fuck you, Todd. You fucking homo. <laughs> I don't know what's making me laugh more. That whole situation or the fact that I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck 
you for liking Nickelback. Uh, the, the, the second you start singing, I was about ready to rock out to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I do hate those fuckers. Yeah. All right. Do you have anybody else before I get into mine? Yeah, sure. Let's go with uh, Kevin J. Huff or Huffy at Huffington Post. H-U-F-E-I-N-G-T-O-N Post. Oh, so you already know it's you already know it's gonna be bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> he, he put people who play the best team every time in a sports game. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> oh man, you know, <laughs> I was very close to putting something similar to this as people I hate because mm-hmm. I mean I live in Florida now. Like I said before, my favorite basketball team is Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Down here, everybody is fucking all about the Miami Heat, and I can't fucking stand it. They're all such pricks about it. Yep. Uh, so anytime like their team beats somebody, especially the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, we beat you guys so bad." They're like, uh, "You don't understand the Chicago Bulls like fucking lost three major fucking players this year." I mean, what, what do you think you beat? <laughs> you right. really didn't beat that good of a team. So why the fuck are you so impressed by this win? That's funny. Nah, I, I mean, don't even get me started on sports fans because this podcast will be th- three three hours long. But, dude, every time I play Madden with, like, my son, right? like, I'll be the Lions because I'm a Lions fan. Right. And he'll be, like, the Patriots or some team that's, like, a 98 or a 99. It's like, dude, <laughs> right. my, team's like, my, my team's, like, a 30. Like, come on, like, <laughs> and he's a Lions fan too, so he can't he can't pick the Lions. But then he just goes through and he picks like the best team in the game. It's like, dude, come on! <laughs> it irritates me. I uh, I play uh, a lot of uh, NBA Two K Thirteen right now, mm-hmm. and uh, I I started playing it as like the my career mode, where it basically sets you up as like a rookie, and you got to get drafted by a team. You play along. Yep. So I mean, I, I got drafted by. Like a not a great team by any means, kind of a shitty team right now. But I, I kept on playing. I mm-hmm. played it all the way through the entire season. But a yeah. couple of people that I know were talking to me. They're like, "Oh my god, why, why didn't you restart it so you can get a better oh, team?" That's bullshit too. It's like, don't be an asshole. Fucking, yeah. it's a fucking video game. Yeah. Who gives a shit? It's fucking. So I got to be on the very best team of the game. Fuck that. You just play the hand that you're dealt. That's it. Piece of shit. Yeah, that's uh, that sucks too. They do that fucking eat. Oh, man. You know what I hate even more? Talking about video games, mm-hmm. I can't play anything online. I refuse to play anything online yeah. because these pricks online, yeah. bunch of fucking douchebags. Yeah. I'll never yeah. forget the uh, first time I played, um, I think it was Call of Duty. Uh, I want to say it was Black Ops or something similar to that. Mm-hmm. I went and played online because everybody kept talking about, oh, don't worry about the story mode. Just, you know, you got to play it online. So I mm-hmm. go in there. And it was my first time in the room, and I kid you not, this little fucking, sound like a little 12-year-old, started singing, one is the loneliest number. Because next to my name has a fucking one on it, because I'm a rookie at playing the goddamn game. Right. And they all started fucking flaming me. I had like, <laughs> these little fucking 10, 11, and 12-year-olds fucking flaming me. So are you fucking kidding me? I, I immediately just clicked out of it. I was like, fuck you, I'm not playing this shit. It sucks because they're 12. 
Like, like you have so much more video game playing experience. <laughs> right? Like, like, yeah, it's Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Sega Jet Genesis. <laughs> but you've you you're you've got so much more experience. Like these little fuckers get on this game and that's all they do. Like they go to school, they come home, they play the game till ten at night. They wake up and an hour before school starts, they play the game until they have to get on the bus. Like they live and breathe this shit, and then like you try to play with them, and they're like pop, 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 pop. Like, <laughs> like, like you can't take three steps without this little ten-year-old idiot kid, fucking, and his friends, because they all have to gang up on you, because that that's of course that's the mentality. <laughs> what What's really ridiculous about this whole thing is this: this goes right to their fucking mentality. They all want to seem like they're badasses playing that game. Yeah. But when I found out that there was a mode called Hardcore Mode, Mm -hmm. which basically means there's absolutely no gamer tags. There's no uh, little uh, HUD display, uh, heads-up display. Mm -hmm. So you can't see where anybody is. Like, if you go into the the online experience just as is, you know, there's, like, little gamer tags floating around all the screen, you know, showing you where somebody is. All you have to fucking do is follow that gamer tag. And follow them and fucking go shoot them in the face. Right. There's there's no skill whatsoever at this game. Right. So I had told somebody, I was like, well, you know, I found this hardcore thing which takes all that away. And it actually makes the game, you know, skill. You have to fucking creep around and try to find somebody. Right. Oh, that's bullshit. That's such a stupid way to play. I'm like, why? Because you actually have to have some skill to play it at that point? Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's bullshit, man. All you motherfuckers do is run around this map just fucking spraying and praying the whole fucking time. Just hoping you hit somebody. Fucking piece of shit. Stand outside my fucking spawn point. So the second I come out, boom, I'm dead. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, I hate those pricks. <laughs> I really do hate them. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got any more? Yeah, we can go into one. I don't know how much we can really get out of it. So Let's see what you got. Uh, yes, it's so cold. Practice was canceled. So let me get a smoothie. Hashtag people I hate. Hashtag, but I am one of them. Comes from Krizel. Krizel, yay. C-R-I-S-Z-C-E-L-E-Y-A-Y. Oh, Jesus. This is what our world's coming to. (laughs) This is what we got. Uh, see, people, this is why we need you to help us out, because this is the best we got. This bitch complaining about it's cold, and she's going to get a smoothie. This is what we got. Fucking help us, please. <laughs> I got nothing to say to this. <laughs> oh, the pe- shit. To tie this together to something. The people that I hate in this scenario are people that drink smoothies. <laughs> oh, let's uh, get a milkshake and put fruit in it. Fuck you. Go, go get a milkshake. Like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Like a man. <laughs> I drink milkshakes like I'm supposed to. <laughs> What drives me crazy is the people who drink all these smoothies and think that it's just so much healthier than anything else. It's not. And so you should, you know how much fucking sugar is in that smoothie you just fucking drank? Just because it has fruit in it doesn't mean that yeah. it's healthier for you. Yeah. Fucking bastards. Walking around with their fucking Jamba Juice smoothie or fucking whatever. 
Oh, you're and, right, man. I'd much rather have a fucking shake. If it's so cold that they had to practice uh, or cancel practice, why are you getting a cold drink? <laughs> Go get a coffee. <laughs> fucking coffee. And not a Starbucks. No. Go to not Dun- a fucking Starbucks. Go to Dunkin' Donuts where there's real <sighs> coffee. Dunkin' – you know what? I don't, I don't like Dunkin' Donuts down here. Yeah. No, they, I don't know. Like, Florida fucking sucks when it comes to, like, food or any chain restaurants. Because what they do is they open up one in every fucking corner. Yeah, because there's no laws. (laughs) Yeah, from, like, my house, I can literally hit, like, four or five uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, it's so close. Yeah, yeah. So there's no real, I guess, quality control being caught that because, like, it's just you can go anywhere you want and get them. It's not a big deal. So anytime I go to these places, they all usually suck. Yeah. The Dunkin' Donuts around here are not great. But the last time we went to New Jersey, like Dunkin' Donuts, I remember as a kid, man, Dunkin' Donuts was awesome. Right? I love Dunkin' like, Donuts. Man, the man. donuts were great. Like the jelly donuts, you'd bite into the donut and jelly just fell out. Yeah. Like now, now you've got to find the jelly. No lie, Tina brought home uh, some donuts the other day, and it was right around Valentine's Day, so, like, the jelly donut was in the shape of a heart. Yeah. The only part that had jelly was, like, the top little round part of the heart. Right. That was it. The rest right. of it was all just donut. Right. Don't be cheap with the jelly. It's a jelly fucking donut. Thank you. I mean, come on, man. Do you think, like, fucking real skinny, fit people are eating your donuts? No. It's guys like me, the big guys. And guess what we want? We want the fucking jelly. And the jelly is the only thing that's somewhat healthy in that. Because it was was a fruit at some point. (laughs) Yes. Many, many moons ago, it was a fruit. (laughs) Well, man, I I used to bite into a jelly donut. And, like, I couldn't eat a jelly donut without getting jelly on my shirt. Right? Like, there was no way to control it. Now... Like, they bake it first, and then they fill it, and, like, all the, the dough gets all, you know, it processes and heats up, and, like, they're just left with this little jelly pocket. It's like, man. And I don't know, this is another thing, I don't know when the fuck Dunkin' Donuts makes donuts anymore, but I feel like every time I go in there, it's never a fresh donut, especially down here. Yeah. Like, I, I remember, like you said, up in Jersey, man, I used to love Dunkin' Donuts. Every time I went in there, I'd get, like, a nice, fresh donut, no matter what time of day it was. Yeah. And now I go into a Dunkin' Donuts. I, I, it could be 8 o'clock in the morning, and yep. it still doesn't taste that fresh. Yep. You, know, yep. you get, like, a Boston cream, and, like, the, the chocolate on top of it's got, like, that hard kind of crusty shell on it. It's like, oh, what the and fuck is this? And it's cracking already? Yeah. yeah. Wow. See, I know when the donut's fresh. If I could take a Boston cream, add a little paper bag to put it in, and, like, half of the icing on top is all over the bag, I know it's a fresh donut. Right. If I can take that fucking thing out of the bag and not one little bit of chocolate hits the paper bag, it's, mm-hmm. it's fucking old as shit. I don't even want to eat it. Yeah. I mean, I will eat it because, you know, it's a fucking donut. I'm not going to throw it away, but I'm just saying, I won't enjoy it as much. Right, right, right. No, I don't know what it is. And also, down here, we're up here from, from you, they're always out of the best donuts. Yes. You know, they can't can't keep, like, the chocolate creams in. Yet, whenever you get a chocolate cream, it's shit. That's what I'm saying. 
Like, same thing down here. Yeah. Always. They, they never have what I want, and if they do have it, it it's fucking garbage. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't get... And another thing, the, if you get, like, one of their, like, hot sandwiches, mm-hmm. it's either cold mm-hmm. or so fucking hot that it burns half my fucking mouth away. Yep. Yep. There's no, like, perfect in-between where I can actually eat it and be happy. Mm-hmm. Fucking nonsense. Nope. All right. Fuck Dunkin' Donuts. I don't want to give them any more... <laughs> shout-outs, even if we just trashed them for 15 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> All, right. All right, I got uh, I got a people I hate, and then we're gonna it's gonna lead right into our douche of the week. All right, uh, people I hate are the people, and actually, kind of fits in with your story about your uh, clothing, clothing. Oh, Jesus Christ, your clothing rack. Can't yeah. talk today at all. I hate the people who insist on needing to sue everybody for everything. Yeah, when I. Uh, I mentioned uh, last podcast, I was in a uh, little car accident. Somebody hit me from behind, completely their fault. Almost everybody I told that story to, one of the first things they said, oh, oh, you should sue him. You should sue him, get money. Tell him your neck and back hurt. Tell him, you know, you're injured. You can get all this. I'm like, why? Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. He hit me. It's all his fault. But he was a decent enough guy. He wasn't trying to be a fucking complete jerk off about it. Right. What the hell am I going to try to take him to court for and try to get money out of him for? Come on. Just let it be. Not everything has to go through a fucking court system. Right, right. I, I hate that shit. Yeah. Like, like your guy, all he was trying to do was try to get money out of you. It, yeah. There's no point to it. Right. No, those, those, oh. What, what pisses me off more than the people that actually do that are the people that tell you that you should do that. Right? Like, dude, just, I don't need your advice on how to handle this. If I was injured, I would sue. I'm not injured. He's clearly stating it's his fault. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'm not going to pay for shit. Like, I just want my car back and get back to my normal life. Like, I don't need to sue somebody for, what, $10,000 is what you're going to get? And then a lawyer's going to get half? It's just, it's ridiculous. And, like, why do people have to make a big deal about nothing? Um, For instance, uh... You, you sent me, or we were talking earlier about the podcast today, and you mentioned that guy who was uh, suing McDonald's over the napkins. Yeah. Now, pretty. obviously, you know, if you, you look into the whole situation, it, it's not just about the napkins. You know, I guess there was some kind of possible racist comment, some bullshit, whatever the case is. But who the fuck makes that big of a goddamn stink over not getting enough napkins? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned last week that Tina and I got McDonald's, and not only did they fucking chimp us on the fucking barbecue sauce, but mm-hmm. we got no napkins at all for two fucking people. Right. Did we rush back into McDonald's demanding more napkins? No. We just ate carefully and wiped our mouths on our t-shirts like normal Americans do. <laughs> <laughs> just, it drives me crazy. I just like, why? Why do you have to make a fucking scene out of this? There's no point to it. And 99% of the McDonald's now has napkins self-serve. So you just walk in. Like, if you didn't get enough napkins, you could just walk in, grab some napkins, and leave. Like, you don't have to go to the manager with your stupid bag and shake it in their face. (laughs) I didn't get any napkins. (laughs) Like, I used to manage one of those. I would just say, all right, well, they're right right over there. Sorry. (laughs) Exactly. Sorry. They're right there. Go go get one, then. (laughs) Like, just say, and that's, sorry. (laughs) Like, what are you going to say? Like, are you going to call the guy out? Like, oh, hey, uh, hey, Bobby, come out here. 
Oh, uh, you didn't put enough napkins in this guy's bag. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, just go get a napkin. Like, <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> just like call the guy out and be like, where the fuck is this guy's napkins? What is the matter with you? You have one job to do. Your job is to put napkins in the bag and you fuck that up. <laughs> oh, man. But no, I, I guess the whole lawsuit was over him being called, or not him, but uh, he's black. Let's just put it out there. Um uh, they called the manager called him or referenced African Americans as you people, and it that's was all. The, that, that's what annoys me because yeah. why does you people have to insinuate that he's black? Why can't you people insinuate assholes? Right, right. I mean that, that, that's what it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. not like he said you black people. Then maybe he's got a fucking case. Right, but he said you people. I right. mean that that's bullshit. Right. I mean, we we talk about p- people every every show, and it's always these people, those people. I hate these people. Of you course. know, that's what that's our whole show is based on you people. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> we're not racist. Like, well, speak for yourself. Not really. Like, you you know, it's funny. I've been called racist. Oh, God, I can't even count how many times I've been called racist. Yeah. And to this day, one of my best friends growing up through high school mm-hmm. was a black guy. Mm-hmm. I never referred to him as being a black person. I mean, he was just, he was a great friend of mine. Yeah. Hung out with him almost every single day, man. Always hung out with this kid. Yeah. And I mean, why? I don't know. I just, whatever. It just it, it annoys me, but then it kind of makes me laugh. Also makes me sad. Like they always throw out the race card every yeah. time. And it's not just black people. Not white people will say it all the time too. It's just just fucking let it go. Not everything is about race. Maybe it's just because you're a fucking asshole. That's it. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into it too much because I will get. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll get hate mail, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love hate mail. <laughs> Guys, if you hate us, <laughs> send us an email. I really want to get hate mail. <laughs> All right. So like I said, the uh, My People I Hate leads right into Douche of the Week. Mm-hmm. Douche of the Week is Rachel Canning. Uh, for those of you who don't know who she is, she's the fucking immature little bitch that decides she was going to sue her parents. Uh, have you heard about this, Jim? Yes. Okay. Uh, basically, from... The articles I read, videos I watched, she was suing her parents for her high school tuition. I guess I believe she goes to like a private school. Uh, She was suing for her future college tuition and basically like all her living expenses, uh, basically her rent, her food, transportation, everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, the reason she's suing them is because she left her parents' house because she didn't like the set of rules that her parents had. Yep. Now, of course, there's always two sides of the story, whatever the case is, but this girl starts blasting her parents, saying all sorts of nasty shit that her mom calls her fat, uh, her dad makes her feel uncomfortable, but really, I mean, fine, if you're going to fucking leave your parents' house, fine, but you're going to turn around and try to fucking sue them for all this money, it just makes you look like a fucking dick. It really does. I mean, if you're being that abused at your parents' house, why wouldn't you just leave and never fucking look back? 
Right. Why would you even want anything else to do with them? Right. Why would you, I wouldn't want nothing from them. I just leave it alone. Now what? Okay, yes, there's two sides of the story. But what I found very interesting was that she's got two more sisters that live at home that want nothing to do with her because of this. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of weird that you have two fucking other siblings that are looking at her like you're a fucking nutcase. Right. Right. And I mean, I really, I really feel like there's somebody behind the scenes that's kind of poking her and prodding her and encouraging her to keep going. And maybe that's the person that's really after this money that she's going to try to get. But it good. I mean, that, I don't know. She's a total douche. Like if you don't, if you don't like the rules, like her father said, who's a cop? Her father said, if you don't like the rules, leave. And she left. And so, so be it. That's it. If you leave, you're on your own. Like you don't get funding. If you leave the house. Exactly. I mean, and you know, she'll say that, I believe she said that she didn't just leave. She was kicked out. Not for nothing. If you're not following your fucking parents rules, this is, we, we discussed this, uh, couple podcasts ago. It's just like, you're at home. Your parents are the fucking boss. Mm -hmm. You're, you're not friends. You're not like, you know, partners. Yep. They're your fucking boss. Yep. Do what they say or get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. And it's that simple. And yep. I mean, they, the, I believe it was the father or mother said that you know the, the rules that they had or guidelines they had was you know do a few chores, mm -hmm. you know listen, uh, be home by curfew, which was like ten o'clock at night or eleven o'clock at night, simple shit like that. Mm -hmm. Just fucking obey and keep your fucking mouth shut. Right. And I mean, I, I can appreciate that being raised by a cop or a military, somebody in the military, mom or dad, um, any type of job like that where you're putting your fucking life on the line every day, you know. Some days are easier than others, but, you know, typically, like, when a cop comes home from his shift, they're on edge. Like, they, it, it takes a lot for them to kind of settle down. Right. And if they have these rules, it's for a reason. Like, like, this guy's a cop. He's out there seeing shit. Like, so he's going to try to protect his kids. And that's what she's not understanding. Like, the rules are in place to protect you, not to keep you down or, you know, make you, you know, bored all the time or whatever. Like, just fucking, that's his house. He can make up the rules. And Simple as that. Like you said, I mean, that, if you don't that's like That's all it boils down to. Yeah, if you don't like it, leave. If you leave, don't don't come running back to me as the head of the household asking to support you if you're not going to stay here. Like, if you want to come back and live here and follow my rules, then yes, you'll have a hot meal. There will always be heat and lights and, you know, food whenever you need it. You just have to follow the rules that I have in place. What I, uh, what I love, the little PS onto the story is that the article I just read today said that she's actually back home with the parents now. Really? Yeah. Imagine the awkwardness sitting down oh. at the uh, fucking dinner, dinner table at that point. <laughs> Can you pass me the potatoes? No, I won't pass you the fucking potatoes. You're going to sue me now, you little bitch? Right. <laughs> you little whore. <laughs> if she wasn't abused before, she's going to be abused now. Yeah, I just oh, – I didn't hear that part. That's – uh yeah, I just uh, I read I was looking at it a few minutes ago and it said that uh, she's back home with them at the moment. Great, <laughs> it fucking cracks me up, man. And I'm not sure. I, I was trying to look it up. I didn't see it, but I think the 
the number she was trying to sue for per week is like somewhere over six hundred dollars, like between six and seven hundred dollars a week. She was trying to sue for like her expenses. Yeah, there's there's definitely some drug druggy in the background. There's got to be something trying not not to work, you know. I mean, six seven hundred dollars a week—that's more than I take home right now. After like all my car payments and whatnot come out of my paycheck and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who the hell are you? You're gonna get that much money? Fuck you. Maybe I'll try suing my parents. <laughs> Hear that, mom? I'm coming for you. You should. Thirty-five-year-old <laughs> man takes his mother to court. <laughs> she won't pay my fucking bills. <laughs> she called me fat. <laughs> well, sir. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't really know how to put this. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing this judge just look at you up and down and be like, uh, I mean, have you not looked at yourself? <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. We're, oh shit, we're over an hour already. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any good to be bats? Uh, I came up with one. Okay. I'm not too proud of it. <laughs> all right. That's all right. I'm not proud of mine either, but right. the one I had to throw in there. All right. It's good to be I'm, – I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can't wait. It's good to be fat because when you go to the doctor, you don't have to step on the scale. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I always weigh myself before I go in. And, then like, and just tell them. <laughs> just tell them. <laughs> it always cracks me up because it's like, they come over to you and you know it's coming. You, you just, you're just waiting for them to say, uh, okay, you know, let's get on the scale. I'm like, no, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can just tell you. <laughs> There was, there was a couple of times recently where I've stepped on the scale because I'm like, man, I got to I gotta not tip this scale <laughs> this time. And I step on the scale and immediately, like, I don't even know why they keep it on the lowest setting. Nobody, nobody weighs 50 pounds. Nobody weighs 50 pounds coming into that office. Why don't you set it at a more reasonable setting? But I step on there and it's automatically, ting, and it just bangs the top. And it's like... I mean, do they think they're doing it for our benefit? Like, oh, well, maybe if I tell him I think he weighs like 100 pounds, it'll make him feel better about himself. (laughs) Like, no, it ain't going to happen. It's going to make me feel so much worse watching that goddamn thing literally almost fly off the machine because it goes (laughs) up so fast. (laughs) And then the the big fat bar on top makes its crawl of shame over. (laughs) Clink. No. Clink. No. Clink. No. Clink, maybe no. no. <laughs> Three three hundred is as high as it goes. Clink, no. Slide the little one over. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Do you know how much you weigh? Yeah, I fucking know. How you could have just asked me that before I stepped on the scale. I tried telling you that twenty minutes ago. <laughs> 
my god, man. That's fucking hysterical. Yeah. Oh, I can't even fucking tell you how many times it's happened. That's so funny. <laughs> and like you said, I, I really hate the fact that they got to just move it over one space at a time. Right. When it's clearly not going to happen. It's right. like, come on, man. I was like, this is so fucked up. Oh, Jesus. But now, what would be worse? <laughs> Was that worse? Or if they just walk out and be like, look, there's no way in hell you're going to weigh yourself on our scale. Why don't you just give me a number? Hmm. I don't know which one's worse because then you're like, I mean, that's really, that's really what you want to do is just give them a number. But for them just to come out flat out and say, look, you're too fat for my scale. <laughs> Tell me how much you weigh. That kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> I think what I would like the most is for them to be funny about it. Like just, you know, you get in the back, you see the scale there and they're like, you can step on a scale. Don't break my scale. Like you know, do something like that. Inject a little bit of humor. Maybe that, that'd be good. But no, if they just came right out and said, you know what? The scale's not going to work for you. I know it. You know it. Just how, how much do you weigh? Seriously. I, I think I might like that better. That that I could I could deal with that yeah uh, that that I could yeah. deal with as well. Uh, but, God, but all this so fucking, all this uh, trying not to hurt my feelings by sliding. Maybe he weighs one hundred and fifty pounds. Yes. Clink, you know I don't weigh one hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> maybe if I step off and just put my leg up there, right. <laughs> we can weigh something else. <laughs> oh I mean, God! If, if if I step on the scale. I mean, what would be awesome if they let me control the bars? Like, if they just let me do it. Just, all right, clink, clink. No, we're, all right, I'm fat, okay? <laughs> what kills me is that the scale only goes up to, like, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. Now, we're living in a time where obesity is just everywhere. Yeah. So what the fuck do doctor's office only have scales go up to 300 pounds now? All the scales are from, like, the, fi- the fi- 50s. Just it makes no sense. Get an electronic scale that goes up to like seven hundred <laughs> pounds. Like what the fuck you need that little sidebar for anyway? It just it makes no I don't sense. Know. Dude, they should they should get horse scales. <laughs> you want the ones where you have to like lay into the little loop thing? Yeah. <laughs> and they pick pick you up. That's 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 what I want. <laughs> I don't know. Or better yet, make those, do that. make those straps of a fucking hammock. <laughs> like, just <laughs> lay in this for 20 minutes. Take a nap. Go ahead. <laughs> I see what they should do is, ah, see, I have an even better idea than that. Mm-hmm. Make the scale the bed that you have to lay in to get uh, yeah. your exam done. Yeah. This way you don't even know it's a scale. You're just laying in it. They come in. They look at behind you with a little fucking meter. It tells you the number. They write it down. Yeah. Nobody's the wiser. Yeah. That I can deal with. I definitely prefer that than a fucking horse scale. <laughs> like if they, if they come over to me and say, all right, Nick, we need you to lay down on this. Or we're going to lift you up to see how much you weigh. <laughs> can, can I just tell you, please? Please don't make me do this. <laughs> They'd be like, no, get in the fucking hoop. <laughs> Look, fat man, you did this to yourself. <laughs> now just get in it. <laughs> oh man! All right, so that's so that's so that's my good to be fat. 
that sucks because you're all right about that one. That one was fucking great. Now <laughs> look at my tub like these fucking suck. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this one comes as I mean it's it's slightly embarrassing well, but it's so fucking true. Mm-hmm. I uh when I drive my wife's car, I get this all the time. She's got a a, a Nissan Sentra. I think it's like 2005. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck they built this car for, but you you have to be like 115 fucking pounds to drive this car. There's no room in this thing. <laughs> so, when I'm in her car, it's good to be fat because I don't have to use my hands at all. I can fucking steer that entire car with my stomach because it presses right up against it the whole time I'm driving. <laughs> I can fucking have this hand has a fucking soda in it. This one has a cheeseburger in it and just fucking drive down the goddamn road the whole time. Just steer on my stomach. What do you do? Just lean left, lean right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's, it's fucking so sad. I can I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had a car that size to where I could I could do that. I've driven in cars that size, but I've never owned right. one. Like I used to work for CarMax and man, I had to take a dude out in a Mazda Miata. Oh Jesus. And this dude was like six eight, like not fat, but like big, you know, big, right. just you know, built. And, uh, and I'm a fat guy and I, and we're both like, like we both squeeze in and like he gets in first and then I get in and I get in and I like bump his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) And then I immediately turn the car on, but I had to like move my knee. So my knee was touching his and like, (laughs) and I started the car and then I immediately rolled down the window. Top went down because we were like scrunched in top went down. We could finally like sit up like normal. Like, <laughs> and then, yeah, the belly, I mean, I didn't steer with my belly, but you know, like, well, you, you weren't skilled at that point. Give it a few well, years and you'll be that skilled. <laughs> but I would turn and like my shirt would go like, like yes. <laughs> it would get all askew because the steering wheel's fucking taking my shirt. <laughs> you know, we, uh, because of the accident, I've been without a car for like the last week now. Yeah. Um, actually get my rental car probably tomorrow, I hope. But uh, <laughs> fucking driving around in Tina's car is awful. I can't even sit in the front seat. Wow. Like not even because like I'm a big guy. It's because there's no leg room in the fucking car at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I, I have the front seat only pushed back and like my knees are literally up against the dashboard. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So now I push the passenger side seat all the way up and I fucking sit in the goddamn back like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I, I feel so stupid. Like, she dropped me off at work the other day and here I am climbing out of the back seat and like people looking in, there's nobody in the front seat, just me getting out of the back seat. I feel like an asshole every fucking time. It's, just, it's so ridiculous, man. Driving Miss Nick. <laughs> You're going too fast. Slow down. <laughs> you do treat your wife like shit. You have her chauffeur you around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's let's end it up with one more good to be fat. Yep. And this the reason I want to end the show with this one, it kinda goes in with the first thing I brought up was, you know, the whole people think I abuse my wife. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you. 
I fucking love her. She cracks me up, man. Like, there are a few people that make me laugh as much as she does. Mm -hmm. And before we came in here, I was fucking dying. I asked her for a good to be fat reason. And she came up with one. And I'll be honest, it's dog shit. Mm -hmm. But the way that she gave it to me was fucking priceless. Her good to be fat reason is there's more cushion for the pushing. (laughs) Now, the the reason why I found it so funny was because... (laughs) She herself thought it was the most hysterical fucking thing in the world. It just bust out laughing the entire time, which made me tell her that when she laughs and smiles, I can't see her eyes. It makes look all Chinese. <laughs> she starts fucking dying, man. Like we sat here for 15 minutes just laughing hysterically at each other. And the whole time, she just looks like a fucking Chinese person. <laughs> and then she starts screaming and she's laughing. I can't see. I can't see. It just, it just cracked me up. So, I, like I said, it's it's horrible. Obviously, more cushion for the push. We've all heard it, you know, a million times before. It's definitely true. But mm-hmm. I'm throwing that out there for her. I love you. You're amazing. I laugh at everything you say. And so be it. So that's all I got, sir. You got anything else you want to throw out there before we go? No. Nah, I mean, David uh, David came on Toya. Um the proprietor of uh, the JZO Modcast Network um, gave us a peep, peep, people I hate. We forgot to mention it, so I'll mention, mention it now. It's kind of heavy. Yeah, please. Um, he said, uh, people that speed through 25-mile-an-hour zones, kids around and all that. Uh, he had a girl die in his neighborhood from a guy that sped through it. So uh, just on a... On a kind of a heavy note, which seems like that's how we've been end- ending the shows re- recently. Um, and I could say, having my shop in a in a plaza, there's dicks that drive through, through the plaza. They're they're speeding through, um, right? You know, and my kids are there on the weekend, so just fucking slow down. Yeah, stop being fucking assholes, man. Yeah. Like seriously, I, I get it. You're in a fucking rush. You want to go somewhere. Yeah. I I really don't care, man. You got to respect and be aware of what's around you. Yeah. I mean, there, there's stories all over the fucking place where it's a, a kid or, you know, just somebody crossing the street. People are always constantly getting hit. Yeah. And it's because some asshole's not paying attention. I mean, yeah. got to hate to fucking bring him up again. But, <clears throat> I mean, look at fucking douchebag Justin Bieber when, you know, he got all those citations for uh, ripping through his fucking Calabasas neighborhood and his fucking Ferrari or some bullshit. Yeah. Just what the fuck, man? Yeah. Just slow down and be aware of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean the what the the there's a a guy that I've seen the past couple of weekends speeding through our plaza, and they're leaving the wing place, which is at the end of our plaza, out out to the main street, and uh, he he's driving a Dodge Neon, and it's got like this ridiculous muffle muffler on it. And he thinks he's all badass in his little fucking neon. You can't be a badass in a fucking neon. No. No. Fucking douchebag. First of all, they stopped making neons like 15 years ago. <laughs> like, stop. Stop with the neons and the and the making them cool. Like, it's not... It's a neon. It's a fucking neon. I had a guy I worked with... <clears throat> Oh, my God, like fucking, I don't know, 12 years ago or some shit like that. It was when I first moved down to Florida, and he was getting a uh, new car. 
And he was going through his list of cars, and one of his cars was a fucking neon. But he he kept telling me it was like the souped up version. Yeah. I was like, "There's no such thing as a fucking souped up neon. It's a fucking neon." Yeah. I was like, "Fucking a neon? You might as well get a fucking Yugo or some shit." Right. We used to own a neon, <clears throat> and it was awful. <laughs> End of story. That's it. That's <laughs> fucking awful. I mean, ask any previous neon owner to be like, oh, that fucking car. <laughs> like, nobody... It's hard to even find any neon owners because they're all too shamed to admit that they own one of right. those motherfuckers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you don't see any driving around now. God, no. And the only ones that have them are douches. Yeah, and if they do have them, they sure shit don't try to fucking make them look nice. It's usually no. some ratty fucking car. Windows right. don't work. Fucking everything is just like busted and broken, rusted out. It's, it was just whatever they could afford. It was sitting on the side of the road, and they claimed it. That was it. That's exactly how this guy's neon looks. It's like it's white. <laughs> it's white with a black fender. <laughs> like I think it might have. It it definitely has a muffler. Like he put the muffler in. After he got it, but he didn't bother doing anything else to it. It's like, so he just speeds through the parking lot. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, it's you're. It's a fucking neon. Who it's cares? Neon. No matter how fast you can go, it's still a fucking yeah. neon, dude. Like, you're gonna risk running over my kids so you can make your neon sound like shit. Like, that's that's fucking like a double nightmare. First, your kid gets run over, and then you find out it was by a fucking neon. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. And Unreal. You, and you don't, and you know that they don't have the insurance. <laughs> it's a who's going to insure a neon? You call up Geico, and they just laugh at you. <laughs> You're like, are you sure? Call don't us you, back when you get a real are you, car. <laughs> are you sure you want to insure this? Don't don't you have a bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's, oh, that's it. That's great. We are done. We are. We're like an hour and a half in now. Jesus Christ. All right. So you can find us uh, on Jayzo Modcast Network, uh, uh, Facebook.com slash American Fat Ass Podcast. On Twitter, at Fat Ass Podcast. Check out our website, www.AmericanFatAssPodcast.com. Round two of our March Madness tournament will be up on Monday when this airs. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. We know uh, that's uh, Monday, so, um, you know, drink beer and dress slutty. It's the Halloween Hell of yeah. spring. And that's it. We uh, any, Anything else that you'd, you'd like to add? I got nothing, sir. All right, so we are out. I, yeah. Uh, you know, I've always thought, I'm just touching on the hockey part, um, because that's probably the safest place to touch. Is uh, I always thought hockey players were just tough dudes anyway. You know, most of them knocked out their teeth and they're kind of ruggedy. And uh, yeah, it's it's I've always thought that. You know, and the interesting part is is that my son uh, is a hockey enthusiast. Interesting enough. So there you go. All right, kids. I hope you enjoyed this week. Uh, just a little note because it was brought to my attention. Yes, we are recording brand new shows. Uh, we are part of, if you're listening to this on like Stitcher 
or uh, what iTunes run iTunes run TuneIn Radio. We're on Google Play. If you happen to run across any of this, we are a part of the Jazel Modcast Podcast Network. We do record brand new shows. You can find us at jazomon, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com slash jazomodcast, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-C-A-S-T. And you can find our brand new shows. Uh, we do right now, I mean, there is two shows on our active program that we're not recording right now just because of issues but we are recording uh, new shows called the world of myth bits with mike and steph they're on every monday myself and my brother we do one called shooting straight every wednesday and then i go solo with my public life as an american nerd on thursdays and then of course right here on flashback fridays all right kids Thank you so much for coming in and enjoying this week. I hope you liked what you listened to and has encouraged you to come back and listen to more next week. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya, and thank you again, and come back and enjoy three more hours of audio entertainment right here on Flashback Fridays.